Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast. Uh, we got DJ Crooked, DJ Never. Yo, what up? DJ D Miles. Yes, sir. Uh, Jamie the Great. Yeah. We have a special guest host with us, our man Eddie McDonald. Yo, yo. And, Back again. Yeah, and we got the legendary, legendary, oh, yeah. legendary yes. DJ Bobby Condas in the oh, building. Fill up the tank. Mama made it. Mama made it. I want to big up my daughter, Kiana, and my son, World. Yes, sir. Don't about it. Everything's great. <laughs> now I'm here in Vegas, so daddy's coming home soon. <laughs> Hey, yo, uh, Bobby, thank you for coming through, man. We know you just did, uh, last night, uh, Eddie, you threw uh, like, kind of like a little reggae jam. Yeah. Uh, massive. Yep. It's probably one of the first things I've seen like that here in Vegas. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was that dope. Was fun. The was food was amazing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> You, you know what? Chicken. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to do something like that in Vegas. It's a hard sell in Vegas for a genre it's like. A, yeah. Yeah. I love the location. Though. location it's, was it was great. a perfect. Uh, you had, I had to take advantage of it when I found out there was a jam, a place called Jammy Land with a reggae theme, and yeah. they were connected to the Jammy Land that I was affiliated with, that I knew in New York. Yeah. I ran a record store right next to Jammy Land Records on Third Street in Manhattan. Yeah, I said this was meant to be. From day one, I said I want to do events, and then obviously, I mean. First person that comes to mind. I, I've, I've been yeah, doing man. stuff with yeah. Bobby for a long time. We and any chance up. I can get, huh? Me and Crooked were like, this doesn't feel like Vegas. No, it like, didn't. And that was like LA. Dope. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. Well, the, no, it was great. The, the LA people were saying it feels like LA, and yeah. the New York people were like, they feel like it's New York. But mm. either way, I felt like it was, it was presented properly. I don't think we sacrificed any integrity. It's exactly how I wanted it to look and sound. Yeah, yeah. The lineup was great, the crowd was mixed and engaged and happy yeah. and i couldn't have been happier man it was bobby really nice. have you been to vegas before yeah eddie brought me out here uh, about eight years ago me uh you know massive b is a sound right. so it's just not bobby connors i started to sound like back in like 1991 with the record label but then there's always been other people on the uh -huh. sound you know with jabba as an mc so forth other mcs and a couple other mixers as well and uh, when Major Hype actually worked on the sound for five years. I don't know if you're familiar with Major Hype, but he's going on to a very successful co co uh, Caribbean comedian career. He oh, got really? damn near a million followers on on, uh, on Instagram, and he actually got a, a special coming up on BET. Oh, sure. Yeah, so he, he did his thing, and I brought him with me when... Uh, Eddie kept that event, and then when he just called me this time, he said, nah, Bobby, you don't got to bring nobody with you. Just come do your thing and play some music, and the team will be here. We'll have fun, and yeah, yeah man, so I love. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's the only time you've been in Vegas, huh? Two times. Yeah, two, two times. times. Yeah, yeah, we came to see, we actually, I, we, I took them to see you. You were DJing at Lava. Uh, I brought them, oh, Bobby played Jet in the uh, back room where we used oh, to do 3400, yeah, yeah. okay. so it was Bobby, Major Hype, was MC. I just think it's Fidalo, crazy yeah. that, like, yeah. that you, it's like, in the city of Las Vegas, yo, it's impossible to to like have a reggae, they even play reggae sometimes. Remember it's there was true. a there was a nightclub that we had. They banned reggae. You couldn't play yeah, any reggae. Yeah, it's really you know it's ridiculous. It's man. apple pie Chevrolet out here though, from what yeah, I see. Yeah. It's a straight very very Walmartish America. This is America, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. And obviously, I remember when hip hop never even played in the late seventies. Yeah. You know when you had King Tim the Third, and I was getting cassettes from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but now hip hop is mainstream America culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's, we hear it in these kind of clubs. But what I try to tell my friends in Jamaica and everything, I said, you have to understand, Patois is like a foreign language to Americans. Right. It's almost mm -hmm. like Spanish to the average American person. Yeah. yeah. African American community, white people or whatever. It's like, why, why, why you done a er, er. 
that, what the fuck did he say <laughs> to the American person? So like when you're making your records, hence when it really came to mainstream and big commercial play after the Bob Marley era with yeah, the hippies yeah. and everything, yeah, you just had certain people that had records that really crossed over the Shaggies or the Sean Pauls. A lot mm -hmm. of the other stuff never really went national. Mm -hmm. Maybe went from New York to Miami to Atlanta, where where the Caribbean community. I want to touch on I want to touch on that a little bit, but also I hope you don't mind while you're speaking and while we're going through this like episode of this interview. I, I just want to stop and become like a, a a little bit of a glossary because I feel like there's a large community of DJs that really don't know much about reggae out there. And they don't know what like a sound is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you know, and then yeah. even for me, like a sound would be like a crew, would be like a sound yeah. system crew or a something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, a collective, yeah, collective, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. then, um, and then patois would be the, obviously the, the language, the like, language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's a de 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 it's a derivative. I think I'm saying the right word of English, yeah. but it's it's still to the average American, it's foreign. It's like a dialect. Yeah, yeah. It's slang or dialect. So yeah, yeah. you know, therefore, a lot of people. And then you have to understand also, music is not music, it's the business of music. And corporations run the music of business. I don't even, you know, because from the record labels to the radio stations, certain music has to get played, and it is what it is. It's the business. You get occasional, you know, the young artists cutting through. But it's a lot of, 90% of the time, 80% of the time, it's run you know, by people calling the shots. Even like certain rappers right now that they're saying they're independent, they're not independent. Mm -hmm. They're on a subsidiary financed a by the label. fucking major by label, Atlantic by the major yeah, label, yeah. and they're getting a machine behind them, but it's cool to say they're independent. I ain't calling people's names because that ain't my style. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this is why you started Massive B Records. Well, I started Massive B back in 91 because I produced actually some house music as well for yeah. New Groove. Mm -hmm. And I just said, well, if I'm producing it, why can't I press it? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why just got to give it to somebody else? Why can't I just reap the benefits of my ideas? Mm -hmm. And then I also got signed as a producer to Polygram when I released the, uh, the album Master of Sounds. And that we had regional success with a reggae hip-hop song called Mac Daddy. Oh, Mac Daddy was big. And it was yeah, massive was in Philly day, yeah. and in certain other communities. And the reason why we did the hip-hop mix is because we wanted to bring attention to really the urban hip-hop culture that maybe would not play the dance hall or, or the reggae because it's a different drum pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, now you might get that love in New York because of the culture and so many people like, you know, come from a J J Jamaican, you know, his uh, ancestry, whatever, you know, Biggie Smalls and Moms is Jamaican, yeah. you know, and so mm -hmm. forth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but we did the hip hop mixes just to try to get that extra play. And then we produced some songs straight, you know, Mac Daddy was really straight produced on a, on a hip hop rhythm. But then, you know, when I did Supercat, uh, Ghetto Red Hot, and a lot of people don't realize, like, me and Salam Remy did that song together. Jesus. You know, and Salam, how I knew Salam was, I was mixing for BLS at the time. This is like 90, 1990 or whatever. And he was carrying Chuck Chillow's records. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was in the labs doing it. I realized he made beats. And now they said, well, let's just come together. I got a lot of cats getting at me. They want me to do some remix and stuff. Let's just get together and try some things. I was, you know, I got the Polygram deal off this, some of the house music and some of the other stuff I did. And then we just, I said, let's get together. And we did the Mac Daddy. Then we got uh, Supercat linked me. I got the acapella. And this is a, a good story because a lot of people don't realize what we had to go through back then to make a record. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I got that the was, two. Because Supercat, that was a huge record Man. for me. I mean, like, that was my introduction to reggae. Yeah. For me in, in Manhattan, in New York. Like, and that remix 
was insane. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, the, the making of the remix, I don't know if you guys are producers or studio guys in that aspect, mm -hmm. but the making of the record was we got the two-inch tape. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real to real. Yeah. Real to real. Yeah. Boom. Bounced the acapella down to a dat tape. Mm -hmm. Took the dat tape. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Took the dat tape. Uh... Now I'm saying, okay, we know the tempo of the dance hall original track. And that was what Dave Kelly did the original. No, Tony, 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 Tony Kelly. Yeah. So I said, okay, we know it's what was it, around like '92, maybe if yeah, I remember. 92. And how am I gonna? We got a beat now. We made a beat at '92, but we still got to take this that tape and put it on the other two-inch tape now. Yeah. All right, but we have to be able to fly it in where it goes on beat. There was no computer where you could just take a whole right. shift, 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 shift. We're there all fucking night. So what I did is I bring in my half inch eight track reel to reel now. Half inch. I bounce it down to half inch. It has pitch control on it. I hit the start button, but there was a millisecond delay. So you had to catch it. So now I'm trying, trying, trying. Slime's over there in the chair, fucking falling asleep. You know, I'm burning oh, fucking shit. weed. Ray, I finally <laughs> fucking catch it. And I'm on the beat and I'm riding. I said, I think I got this motherfucker. Now I'm riding it. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with the pitch like a record. Like when mm -hmm. you used to mix acapellas on top of a fucking instrumental. Yeah. Boom. Finally got it. Mixed the shit. And the rest is history. That's wow. crazy. crazy. How long did that take? Uh, a couple hours because it was just like, you got to, there was like, if you're fucking off at a minute 30, you can pick up still, but you got to somehow be on beat. And how we used to cover up a little bit of our mistakes is add a little extra echo delay on the vocal. Mm -hmm. So it would swing still and you wouldn't notice. You right. know, but at least like, you know, you want it to fall on the on beat the, right. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. We, and you don't know how many songs Kids I would have struggle. I mean, I yo, did, like, you know, yeah. we did Dundada as well. I worked with Cuddy Ranks and, you know, I did so many like other alternative remixes, hip hop remixes, like would even say uh, Suicide Murder I released on Massive oh, B crazy. now with Bounty Killer and Blasey Blah was my people's that's when the East is in my house yeah, oh yeah. my god yeah. mm -hmm. so I linked up with Danger, PF the Danger yeah. record yeah. yeah I linked up with them PF Cotton right? yeah. yeah he came we chopped up you know that beat cause you know it was his beat and then we uh Flew in Bounty Killer's voice, mm -hmm. but then also from Brooklyn and was popping at the time was J. Rude the Damager. So then I put him on the second verse just to give it that remix. And then that remix, gosh, shit got massive, son, because crazy. I was playing on rotation in my fucking New York on Hot 97, yeah, yeah. and I was selling shit out the back of my car. Like, <laughs> with my Pathfinder. I sold, like, a lot of fucking <laughs> I ain't gonna, you know, call, you know what I mean? But I sold yeah. a lot of fucking 12 inch singles. And I was, that's, and that, but that's, that's how I started my label. When I, cause I, I realized I did the work from, uh, Polygram, but I didn't know nothing about really marketing. I don't come from people in this business. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't know nothing about marketing and I didn't go to school for promotion and all that. I just knew about doing shit. And it was just, learning, you know, and learning, well, I could get a UPS account, I press my records, go to stores, leave them on consignment, write them down with a receipt book, have the nine underneath the car seat, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> go to all the cars, you know, go to all the mom and pop record shops back in the day, from Brooklyn to Harlem to Queens to Bronx, and then hit a couple hip hop shops, Beach Street, Rock and Soul, that would sell our music. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we had, when we did the 12 inches, we'd have the, the hip hop remix and so forth, so on. And I did that, I did that for 15, uh, up until 2007, 8, Vinyl kind of just kind of really stopped. Yeah. But I was doing that for years, like from Friday morning to Friday night, 
and go back get my fucking records and go play and dances. Did you oh. did you at that time already have a name built for yourself or did you have one hit record that it was easy well, so they, as would, a DJ, they would pick it up? From mixing on BLS in the late eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, some people just equated me with house music, you know, because of some of the songs I produced. But I actually was in New York, you would have to play. Well, can other we music. can we talk about? Uh, can we go back a little bit to the origin? We know you're from New York. You're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Is it Bed Stuy, or around there? I lived a lot I of mean, places. I lived in Spanish Harlem. <laughs> I lived in Providence, Queens. I lived a lot of places. So I lived in Pennsylvania. So how did I mean? How did what was your first influence? Was it the house music? Was it reggae? I mean, was it a I think, mixture? I of think uh, from a producer's standpoint. Were you a producer first and then a no, DJ? No, no, I was a DJ, street DJ, man. I, I mean, like, I could, I'm a music dude. I was a vinyl junkie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I even the, the when I li- I, li- I lived outside of Philly, so or, as well. So like Philly in this late, in the middle '70s or whatever, late '70s was a funk town. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when Bird sung, I don't know if you're familiar, Captain Sky. Yeah. Uh, Funkadelic. You know, as well as like the Philly soul sound, Howard Melvin and the Blue Notes and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah all of that. So uh, from the club thing, <coughs> which was a New York thing, which is like a disco New York club thing, to just the funk and the soul sound. You know, as well as then I just love foundation reggae. I loved rubber dub reggae. I loved the era of when the artists would sing around the sound. And as in, in the early '80s, when I got you know middle '80s, I was old enough. I'd go to them kind of dances and see Super Cat, Borobanta, Nicodemus DJing around the sound. Mm-hmm. You know where they that played the instrumental, Danny Dreadlocks. Wait, where, where would you see this? Where in Brooklyn? In Bill Brooklyn, Mo- Bill Moore Ballroom. Yeah, sure. and go to dances in the Bronx. You know. Uh, House of Leo in the Bronx. These are halls, they would call them dance halls, where they come with the massive sound systems <clears throat> and play their music and their artists would perform. Because I was, I was actually talking with Never earlier. Where did dance hall originate from and why did, you know... It's from Jamaica. But, like, I mean, how does it stay away from reggae? You know what I mean? And well, I thought... I think, it's, I think it's all connected, reggae and dance hall, because back then they were playing reggae music and then they had one turntable. Yeah. And then what would happen was the toasting started, I guess, in the 60s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they played a record, and then they would flip it over, and then this is where they would, you know. You said toasting. Yeah, that's what they call toasting. Like the guy talking on top of the mic, mm, like MCing. Yeah. Okay, like, toasting. Like, like okay. rapping, we would call mm, rapping yeah. or whatever. I didn't Just know talking that. Talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, cats would play the record, and then obviously Jamaica would play a lot of foreign music back then, but they would also getting and producing their own music. Right. So they played the a record, and on the flip side would be the, which they would call the version. But was really Which is the, the instrumental. instrumental, yeah, yeah, and that's when they would rap over the instrument, toast over talk, the instrument, yeah, yeah, exactly. Daddy Roy, so I, original Rankin Joe. So basically, the rapping element on reggae beats became dancehall. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. But but they were taking, they were still on reggae rhythms. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, when when the production went more digital. And because then, you know, there's, there's eras of reggae. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you have, you know, uh, you know, reggae, rock steady and so forth, ska and so forth, mm-hmm. different eras. But, you know, I think when it when it started really becoming digital and I think maybe, I mean, no, but they would stay in dance. They're going, to, they're going to the dance hall. Yeah, yeah. Back in the, you know, long before that, you know, because even um, if you go back to the 50s, American people were saying we're going to the dance hall. But they weren't calling it the dance hall music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I saw a movie with Patsy Cline or whatever, and, and that's in the 50s, I think. And they said, we're going to the dance hall. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So was it? It was like the club and the and the it's rapping element and everything. It's a hole most time where you bring a sound system. In, yeah, yeah. Like Eddie did last night, right. and string it up. And obviously, in New Yorker and, and, and the Caribbean influence, you got the crazy sound systems. Mm-hmm. Cats had massive sound systems, and you know, you know, they were bringing that whole Jamaica Kingston, you know, element. To, to Brooklyn. It's almost similar to what went down with House, where they say House music, the name derived from the warehouse in Chicago where Frankie was playing, Frankie Knuckles mm, would play. Yeah. And then they was like, yo, you got any of that warehouse music? Do you have that warehouse music? And, and it's just kind of evolved. House. House. You have any of that house music? You I know, never knew that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all, it almost sounds like a similar path yeah. that it took with, with dance hall. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to this dance hall. I think hall, if you talk to 10 different people, yeah. they give you 10 different, different stories. stories. Right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not the... The, 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 the factual guy. Right? Yeah, I'm not the the end all, the end all. Yeah, yeah, I just no. know what I know Yeah, in my experience. No, because you know I, I, I'll be honest with you. As much as I love reggae and I've, and I've DJed reggae from New York and I've, you know, I've gotten the records of it, I really don't know that much about it. Like with sound systems and everything you're the saying. Culture. Right you now. Yeah, the, really culture. the, the, the culture. You don't know really about the culture. Or the, or yeah, just yeah. the whole culture of it. Even the origin of it, you know, like even the backbone of it in New York and how, you know, Brooklyn and all of that shit. Like in, uh, yeah, in the Bronx and all of that. Now, yeah, me. I heard a story from Heavy D before he passed away, R.I.P., he talked about how uh, Jamaica is a big uh, source of where hip hop really came from. Well, Cool Herc, who they say is the godfather of hip hop in America, is came from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he took that whole element, brought it up to New York into the parks. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, and it's gone where it is now. You know, you know from from that aspect. You know, and I just think that the 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 the, the rapping part of it this came from, and it's a natural progression. Some may say. James Brown is the first rapper because mm-hmm. he was, you know, yeah. you know, talking about how he did, you know, and yet funk, soul funk artists from the fifties and sixties and rock and roll. I think there's so many elements and so many influences globally that it's hard to pinpoint one thing. Yeah, mm. and, and so when you when they started like toasting over the the versions, right, which is basically them rapping over the instrumental of the dub, is that where? It, like rhythms came in where you'd had one rhythm, but you'd have like twenty or you know yeah, ten to different songs with on the same beat with like ten different well, rap yeah, uh, also artists. Also from Studio One days, like I think Treasure Island and stuff, they would not necessarily put a rhythm album out, but they used the same instrumental for many different songs. So therefore, I think that's where it came from. But why did they do that? I was just curious. Why? Because I think if you have a banging rhythm. Yeah. A bag in instrumental that a lot of people want to get on it. Now, I, I I don't know directly the first rhythm that people, it might be something that no one even knows that wasn't even that good, that maybe someone said, yo, I'm going on that beat with that rhythm there, that rhythm, that rhythm there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it just escalated to a phenomenon where, you know, when we're putting records out, like my first reggae production in like 91, 92, I knew I'm putting a rhythm out. And I had Ina Kamozi, Half Pint, and Nicodemus. And then, you know, <laughs> I, I linked with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, then put some other artists on as well, a roster artist by the name of Little Roy. A lot of people don't realize oh, he's, wow. yeah. you know. That was what, Prophecy or, tri- what was his big one? Tribal War or Tri- Little Roy? Tribal War and, and Prophecy. And Prophecy, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, and it just, you know, escalated. Because I want to say the rhythms and like watching, uh, you know, like, Cause back in the day, you would, you, I would even see this, and you would even tell me, I would, I would see, like, a hip hop DJ DJ at a club, and then the reggae DJ would come in and do, 
30 Vegas minutes or 20 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. I remember we would talk about um, Eric LePoe. Yeah, where Mark Ronson was Mark, DJ. Mark Ronson would have a set, he and then LePoe Eric LePoe would come on, right? We hit 45s and do like a 30-minute regular And he, set. Had, he would have like his 45s on like a, a, a paper towel rack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something crazy like that. Yeah. But it was actually one of the first times I saw a quick mixing. Yeah. With the rhythms. Juggling, yeah, yeah. And going back and forth. And I was like, yo, that, that dude's like mixing super fast. And yeah, I, it's yeah. one of well, the first times, to, well, you know? We used to juggle in dances. I, you know, when we were press, when we had records, sometimes I would take out a, I know, well, this man has played this. So I can, in a dance hall, you don't really repeat. Right. You know, so I would take a stack out. And it's boom. Running, shellings. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And just go through it. I go mean, like, it run hard, yeah. But now to the point where, as if you're a versatile DJ, I don't think they really. If you're in a mainstream club, you more or less should be able to play everything. It's even like now, if I'm at a party for a younger generation in New York, mm-hmm. I have to play hip hop. But I've been playing hip hop for 20 years. Yeah, but yeah. I got to be on top of my game to the point of kind of knowing. And there's, I, there's so much rap that comes out, so much rap that I may not be into. Sometimes I'll be slipping, but I kind of no more or less know the generics to fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> you can still fucking play swag surfing and fucking lift the place. Right. You yeah. know, unless you're in a real hip, like a New York hip hop kind of crowd. But most motherfuckers in the hood, in Brooklyn, Bronx, whatever, they're, mm-hmm. they're, rock, they're fucking with trap music. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're going to play that shit and fuck the place up. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a quick question. What would, how did the consignment uh, rate work back then for the records? Well, what I would do is press them up in Kingston. I also did pressing it at the, uh, I think it was the Warner Brothers, play. I think it was Warner Brothers or one of them big labels in Pennsylvania, in mm-hmm. Scranton, as well as Nashville, Tennessee. Now, uh, most of the big 12-inch records and CDs I did in Penn C, the 7-inch 45s I did in Nashville and the Kingston. And what I would do is, yeah, different prices, but majority of the time uh, on consignment, a 12-inch record would be between... <sighs> the Jamaican distributors would, would boil you down like to about... Was it 250 or 275, 285 a record? And maybe in the record stores and, and so forth, you might get three and a quarter for a 12 inch, 350. The the 45s, I think, I, boy, if I remember correctly, it was $1.65 to 250, depending on where I'm sending it to. Because one thing about it, you know, it's a nickel dime business and you got to get it where you can get it. So mm. nothing. There was not much of a markup, huh? Etched in stone. Well, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was 265, but I can't. I, they were selling them for two, three dollars in the store. No, it was like that'd be like a dollar eighty-five. But the record maybe was running me about, if I remember correctly, sixty, seventy cents to make, fifty cents to make. So I might mm. make a dollar on it. But I would have, like, li- literally when my label was popping, and then I, and then like this different things. I realized there was reggae people around the world mm-hmm. that were like me, like a reggae nerd. But I realized, you know, I, I tried so hard everything I released to get a bust in Jamaica. But then I realized I'm a foreign producer, like, you know, a Brooklyn producer. And when they see you come off and go to Kingston as a foreigner, a lot of times there's a lot of taxation, you know, from the radio, for yeah, everything yeah. but cost. But what I would do is I was one of the first sound men, producers to advertise in the X News, which was like a TMZ type tabloid. Mm-hmm. a weekly tabloid newspaper that came out every week. I advertised in there. I dealt with certain radio men. And then I just realized globally that there was songs I'm putting out because I put out real good music and good cultural reggae music that mm-hmm. if it didn't even play in Jamaica, there was shops in Switzerland, Germany, Italy, France that were buying my things. 
and I would have fifty, sixty thousand dollars on consignment on the road. Wow. From well, California to well, Europe to Japan. Yeah, and I just realized there was a global market and everywhere you went, it may not be Jay-Z money or Britney Spears money, but there was people around and there was record bomb and pop record shops yeah. in every little country, Paris, France, there was a demand, Switzerland. Yeah. And they were buying my music. And I yeah. said, well, I'm doing something right because globally there's people like it. And I had songs with, obviously, Boro Banton, to Nicodemus, Morgan Heritage, Anthony B, Sizzler, Shabba, Ninja Man, every fucking body, Bounty Killer, Elephant Man, everybody. I had a question. Were these guys under contract or it was just like a one-off? No, nah, reggae dance all things more like a gangster business. It's just some straight, like, backroom dealings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you and the artist just work it out. Yeah, yeah just session yeah. work. You pay them for the session or whatever you're paying well, for the even project. That, like, we didn't use them words. Yeah, right. You, you just say, yeah. <laughs> What is Because I've noticed you, you had know. like every major Vega artist on the Yeah, straight, straight G, straight G work. You know, you got to go there and just handle your business. Mm -hmm. And you build relationships with people, like yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure rappers give other producers a verse cheaper than what yeah. they give if they don't know you. So right. you work with people and get to know, you know. And then I had the hottest uh, show in New York, so right. that was, you know, you know, help. And one of the first, like aside from the foundation artists, when we say foundation artists, that's when we refer to older artists, mm -hmm. right? But then Bounty Killer was one of the top artists in the early 90s, yeah. and he was one of the first top artists to really give me a run as a producer. And we did Suicide Murder, and mm -hmm. the rest is history. It fucking, it won. And yeah. then he voiced a lot of records for me. What, what, uh, I did a little bio check on you, and it said that you were part of, like, you spun at Paradise Garage, or did you didn't? No, I went there. You went there. I went there, because I like, House music, yeah, and dance yeah. music, and then you, it started. Uh, then you guys started the Wild Pitch Party, right? Well, Wild Pitch Parties, now, yeah, that was before Massive B, actually. In Massive mm -hmm. yeah. Sounds, that was just when I was just DJing as a DJ. And me and Neville were wondering, were you playing house? At, at I was playing house, and then we had a reggae room, and I would play well, reggae. Actually, I've been to a couple of Wild Pitch Parties. Yeah, I had just started. With, I had, in my defense, I just started going to clubs back then. Okay, I was just <laughs> old, I started DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those parties, and it's like. If you go downtown, you walk around the village, whatever, you saw the flies everywhere, like wild yeah. pitch flies. Like, yeah, well, it, it was Brooklyn cats, and they, they, you know, they was trying their thing, and it was just grinding. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the house music crowd is not a money crowd, though. It wasn't really like a a, a baller hustlers crowd. It was kids that just loved dance the music, music yeah, and yeah. Caribbean yeah. music and so forth. And you know, we always had two rooms. Yeah, yeah. So you were so. You were doing the house room and you were doing the reggae room. Yeah, I might do like the reggae room or like whatever. I would, you know, just go You just mentioned that with classics, little classics. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think I was responsible for, with that classic world was, I kind of brought, no one ever played, not even Larry LeVan or none of them. I don't think, I I, I found a live version of Gil Scott Heron in the bottle, 16 oh. minutes long. Uh -huh. and, uh, minutes. Wow. Damn. Yeah, and then I also was one of the first ones to really play Fela. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 and after this, I like I said, I, I, I'm proud of myself on trying to be different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I was successful as this, you know, Bobby Connor's Massive Sounds, playing all kind of music. But, and I even toured Europe as that. You know, I played some big things uh, in England and Italy and so forth. But I just had the urge to start my own sound, my reggae sound, and and it just that's just where it took me. You know, I just kind of fell back from producing, you know, uh, and be playing the mainstream music. And then how did that lead to WBLS? You well, know? I left BLS to go to Hot 97. But how did I, the, get the, on BLS? How'd you get on BLS? Yeah, I actually interned the there, uh, put my work in. Man, I was next door. I was damn near homeless. You know what I'm saying? I got in and, uh, 
You know, I just did whatever the boss wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. And I just did it for like six months, interned for, you know, and they just kept me in the music department. I said, keep me here, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just went to him with some straight shit like, yo, I need a job. Like, whatever it is, I need a job. You know, I mean, you know, you're hungry and you're young, but there's this, you know, you still, you don't want to come across as being too aggressive, but you want to be aggressive enough to where they know you're hungry and you, right. and you want to get in the building. And they, they let me in the building. They took a little backlash at that, you know, for, you know, for giving me that run. But, uh, but Fred Bugs took a chance on me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, listen, man. I said, they let me in the motherfucking building. Man. <laughs> that, first day, that first day he called me when I was supposed to be at work at 9 o'clock. He's calling at 9 o'clock to see if I'm there. I said, motherfucker, I've been here at 8.30. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I run the vacuum if you need it done right now. They let yeah. me in the building. And then it, it, the rest is history, you know. And I just started doing mixes for him and filing the records. I used to give Molly Mall and Mr. Magic their records. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew Molly real well. I knew Kane. You know, I would see all the rappers, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mr. Magic, we, you know, it was, it was cool with all, you know, all, all them cats. And then, uh, so you had the first reggae show in New York? No, I th no, there was reggae shows well before us on all other stations, mm -hmm. Caribbean stations. If you remember okay, H yeah. HBI, mm -hmm. where Mr. Magic used to be on yeah. as a hip-hop show. Wait, which one was HBI? History. It was 10, what was it? You remember well, HBI? Well, HBI, and then it all, then everything the segued to W. Yeah, the world famous screen team. Yeah, HBI. That was like, I forget was the all, number, yeah. but Magic was on there before he came to BLS. That was, Oh, that okay, was but it wasn't 105.9, I know that, right? That was that was WNWK. So you had no. Like, it was yeah. above 107.5, wasn't it? I can't remember the number, but I got. I actually got cassettes of them shows. Was it the station that? Uh, no, wait, wait. What was David Levy on? No, David. Now David uh, came after the fact because yeah, well yeah. before that you had Gil Bailey and yeah. a bunch of Caribbean shows. Okay. so Clive David Hudson. came as a promoter, yeah. and then he got on with Sting International, who's yeah. Shaggy's producer. And he went on BLS. So I want. No, he went on Kiss, Kiss FM. Kiss FM. Kiss oh, FM. Because like, then right, he came to right. BLS. Because the the major hip hop yeah. stations when I was growing up, the first ones was WBLS and ninety eight point seven. This is before Hot ninety seven. Let me tell right? you. Oh, well before in the early eighties, yeah. Kiss had Red Alert, then Chill, yeah. chill Out. This mm -hmm. is early eighties, eighty, eighty one, eighty two. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't think BLS had no hip hop show at Didn't that time. Didn't have yet. BLS started their hip hop show around 85, 86 with Magic mm. and Marley, and it brought Marley as the DJ. Okay. Wasn't it 83? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, it, it, maybe they I tried but got rid of them okay. because I didn't start intern to 85. And I, I think also Red Alert Chuck was definitely 83. No, that's Kiss FM. I mean, they were never Kiss, BLS. I mean, Kiss FM and They were Kiss. No, Red, I got cassettes with Red like 81, 82. Maybe it was 83, but I got no, cassettes with kind of Red Kiss. Started, yeah, okay. All right? Mm -hmm. But BLS, I interned there at 85, so I just know that they brought Magic in around that time, yeah, mm -hmm. but I was already there, and they brought Marley to do the mix and whole Juice Crew All-Stars the whole fucking night. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I remember in the beginning, I would listen to 98.7 with uh, Kiss. And also, yeah. don't forget the Latin Rascals. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, um, WKTU. 92? They were on KISS FM as well. Like, you're right. With you're Red right. Alert. That's right. They're, the nastiest you're talking tape about crazy right. edits yeah. and tape mixes because they would it. do hip-hop with the freestyle. Yeah, they was chopping. They was chopping. Yeah, they were using the real to real chopping. Oh, chopping, pasting, so meticulous and so. They were perfect. Yeah, insane. I can't even do that on Pro Tools. Because I was, yeah, because I was saying like Hot ninety seven was was like a freestyle. 
Yeah, station. I mean, Glenn, Glenn Frischer was on it, and you know, before yeah, it became hip hop. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But right. when Flex went there around '92, mm-hmm. that's when Flex went there, and then around '90, '91 maybe. That and then he hollered at me and said, "Yo, I want you to come do a reggae show," and that's when I went to uh, hot. But then, Mister, and then uh, Mister Magic followed you because he. I used to work on no, the New Jersey. That was years later. Though, that was years later, but with yeah. fucking Fly Tie, who owned Cool Chillin' Records, and then Magic came over there. Well, you okay. know, Magic passed away. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. when I, I used to work at a on the New Jersey Turnpike, I was a toll collector. And you were on WBLS. So I listened to his show, and then. <laughs> and you were on radio. WBLS Sunday nights, right? Midnight is it? Is that what it was? Yeah, somewhere around there. I forget the hour. Because I remember hours, every man. Sunday I would hear reggae everywhere. Yeah. Oh, Sunday, was, the re- Sunday yeah. was all about reggae. So, yeah, you know, Sunday nights. So, yeah, in New York, great. you guys are from L.A. So, like, when I was growing up, I every was like, it was hip-hop, it was R&B and shit. And, and it was, like, only on weekends. It was yeah. only on the weekends. Every For a couple Sunday, of hours. Every yeah. Sunday yeah. from this time to this time. And I remember I kind of hated it. I was like, yo, man, you're playing all this fucking, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear Pete Rock. I want to hear fucking Kid Capri. Yeah. And they were playing this shit. And then... Lo and behold, I just started like feeling it, and I started feeling it. I was like, "Yo, this shit is popping." Saw the girls yeah. dancing in the bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was the only time, like in like a, in my high school, when you could dance close to a chick like that. Like you could really like the grinding dance. shit. Yo, you could grind with it. It would be like like your knee. You wouldn't get tapped my on knee the shoulder. Her crotch, yeah. Like her knee in my crotch and my <laughs> knee in her crotch, and you're just like whining. Yeah. It was the first. It was the only time. Like the teachers wouldn't stop it. They were like, "All right, this is reggae." <laughs> And it was the only time you could you get a pass. You got a pass. My shit was like that's that amazing. when I was in middle school, but it was like when Sean Paul came in. But that was that when was you, yo, crazy. that's when you wanted, like, yo, this time wow. you get freaky with yeah. the chicks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dang, yeah show my and I was going to tell you my Long Beach story back in like 82, 83. Nah, but I, can't, I guess that. that's way before you. <laughs> no, but I want to hear this I, Long Beach story. Yo, fam. I was, I, I was out there fucking with the radio, so I'm out there with my knucklehead cousin from. Queens, and he living out there, wifey. You know you got wifey out there now. And I'm staying there. We'll fuck around. I, the, the, every morning I'm waking up thinking that we're doing the washer and dryer. Yeah. Right? So after about the fourth day, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Y'all wash clothes every morning? I'm staying on the couch. Yeah. He said, that ain't, we ain't washing clothes, idiot. That's tremors. I'm like, tremors? What the oh, fuck is a tremor? Earthquake. The earth is fucking shaking. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I can't live out here. Yeah, yeah the shakes. It's crazy. But you know what? They're not even that. So I'm out there, and my, my cousin, he working in you know, Watts and so forth. Yep. And then I just remember hearing about these Batarang stories. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. what the fuck is a Batarang? Toddy T. Yep. <laughs> and then I heard that record, and I, you know, I went, you know, started hearing the radio in the club. It was, it was a whole different scene out there than New York. Yeah. Totally different. I'm not saying it was better or worse. It was just different. Different cultures and the whole night. Yeah, the gang shit was crazy. The gang, the gang yeah. things and so forth. You were kind of like, you were in the mix. You were in the, you yeah, you were like dead on. In Long Beach, that shit was crazy. No, I was right there, fam. I told you, when, I, went, when I was in Shorty's car and she said, yo, get low. I was like, jeez, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? They was busting. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know who was busting, but I was here. And she said, boom, bang, and then. Yeah. Then she, we went back and you know got in the crib. I did work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was all good, you know. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. By the way, uh, HBI was one hundred five point nine. It was one hundred five. They just changed the call letters to WNWK Yeah. Oh wait, BAI became different numbers, but then one hundred five nine became W. Real talk. I was a hip hop junkie as well. People don't realize that my record collection was sick. Like, I gave some of the stuff away. Like, when some of the hip-hop DJs would come to my house, like, I had original cuts of the Crash Crew. 
mm-hmm. Tony mm-hmm. Roman the Crash Crew. Mm-hmm. That was the record before Grandmaster Flash when they did Freedom wow. on Sugar Hill label. You understand what I'm saying? Before even fucking Flash and the Furious Five put a record out, obviously, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enjoy label, they had Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five on the Bobby Robinson label, the red label, with super rapping. But they put think, a record out out I of think Philly. I think I don't know about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, a record out <laughs> called I'm The Younger Generation. Yeah. We rap more mellow and had some and of the it, same verses yeah. as super rapping. Yeah. Wow. Son, oh, my, my, my hip hop shit, Rappermatical Five, Spoonie G, the the Harlem, the the, the Harlem World. What, what the fuck was that with the, the guy standing there like this with the records from the the Harlem such and such club? And Melly Mel was freestyling on Christmas rapping beat and shit. Grab Master, the convention, the convention, yeah, the convention. Yeah, no, my my hip hop shit was sick, son. That's crazy. Funky Four Plus One More, Shyrock. That's the joint. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> Yo, Bobby, who was like for for dance hall at least? Who was like? Would you say was like that guy? Which year? Because it changes. I mean, in for you coming up, like who was the dude? We had major worries, and then like right after that era, major I mean, worries. but you got you had of course in the in the, in the, in the okay. middle eighties, you had Nicodemus and so yeah. forth, mm. and you know uh, Boro Banton mm-hmm. and so forth, and and leading up, you know, to that. I'm just trying to think, like you you had Tiger. Yeah. Uh, Stitchy, Tiger, Stitchy, yeah. Adam Bailey, oh, all of them, you know, uh, yeah. Yellow Man, all that jammy Yellow stuff. Man. Let's say like Yellow Man, like obviously I'm a, I'm a little bit younger, not too much, but like for me it was like Shinehead. Well, Shinehead to like, me would be late '80s, but that's a okay. New York artist. Yeah, and then he he did some great work on African Love Label. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, oh, that was his best. You know, before he yeah. signed Electra. Yeah, we had but a long. Jamaica, had, New York was cool still. Mm-hmm. We had a long con- Shinehead conversation at breakfast. Uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 at the diner. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's like one of my favorite right. albums. That first album before he signed with Electra with the gazelles on. Yeah, who the cat fits, let them wear it. Shinehead, Billy, that was his signature. Shinehead is incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Singer, yeah. rapper, DJ Chatter, Toast, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, fucking incredible. Yeah. So I used He's to from see the Bronx, him. Right? Um, my grandparents I'm not sure. and my uncle, they're Jamaican. So I used to go to Sunsplash as a so child. So that means you're Jamaican. Yeah. I used to go to Sunsplash. <laughs> the Jamaican, yeah. And um, I think I might have been five or six years old seeing him live. He's incredible, son. Yeah. Till this day, he's incredible. Yeah. You know, uh, but then who got the real bust after that era was the you know, Ninja Man and Shabba. Oh, and Supercat, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, from that era, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, but, one of the know. first DJs I know to play reggae in New York was Red Alert on his yeah. show. Yeah. Like, that was a, my introduction to dance hall. Yeah, for exactly. Guys. No, yeah. Red, Red, Red's living icon, man. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did you also do, we were, I was talking with Neva, and one of the, I remember, I would go to Rock and Soul. And then I would talk to like I forgot what that dude's name was. Rich, Ru- rich man, the bald head dude. Oh, no, there was rich. There was rich uh, Roger. Rich Oregon or some shit. I heard. Oh yeah, yeah. R- the he, rich. He was gay. Ro- Roger, but he oh, was a Jamaican. You know what I'm talking about, right? Jama- Jamaican dude. Oh, there was a Jamaican. It was Roger. Dude. Roger. We that had the may have been him. Bald head, and, and he worked just, everywhere. Yes, Roger, Roger from Brooklyn. Roger. No, yeah. I think he was from Trinidad. Oh, so, was he Trinidad? Yeah. Okay. So literally, I don't like D and uh, Jamie. I don't know if y'all remember this, but like, I don't. You went through this, but like, <coughs> if you were DJing when you first started DJing, you're like, yo, you'd have to do like a classics party, or then you'd have to do like a '80s party. You would go into the record store, and be like, yo, I need '80s shit. Yeah. And then the dude who knew all the '80s shit would be like. Well, how much you want to spend? And then they <laughs> and they will pull out the records and they'd be like, You need this, you need this. Yeah. Yo, fuck it, you need this and you need this. Right. Yeah. And then you would just grab those records and then listen to all of them at home and then like study that shit. Yeah. Right. So the same thing happened. I was like, yo, it's about that time. I need some reggae. 
So I would go into rock and soul and I would hit him with the reggae. And then they'd be like, all right, you're going to need this, you're going to need this, you're going to need Let this. Let me ask you this. At what point, wait, did, wait, and, no, what uh, point did you get smart where you said, I don't need to buy these 12 inches. <laughs> yeah. I could buy the 45. <laughs> but they, they, and I could save money. I never got the 45. But they kept. No, but they kept, no. They usually kept the 45s behind the counter. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I used yeah, to have yeah. to go to the lady that yeah. used to work. Because she the, realized then cats was buying them shits in Brooklyn. <laughs> And, 45s. and then mm-hmm. I didn't really know all of the shit that was that you know homie gave me, and I was like the one record I was like yo this shit's gonna pop. It was the breathe yeah. again. Oh, it was a sweet tea, tea. sweet tea, sweet tea. Sweet tea. She's from, and, and that's a funny story. I don't know how much time we have. I, I didn't even know you produced her. that until like I looked up your. Yeah, you I went class. into a record store in Manhattan. She worked in the record store. Yo, man, I'm, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm popping. <laughs> I'm in the streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're up my record label. You know what I mean? She said, she's a singer. I said, I said, yo, sing. She sung. I said, you sound all right, yo. Come to my spot in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try a thing. And I just said, try a thing. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, 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 no. no. You know, like, try try a music thing. Oh, let's record. Cool. Let's have a session. See, y'all, got, y'all know your mindset. Yo. She was a pretty girl. But anyway, we built a rhythm. And I just said, well, let's try this Breathe Again song. And she voiced it right in my kitchen. And we mixed it right there. I had to, I had the rhythm, you know what I'm saying. I had the beat, mm-hmm. and we mixed it right there, and it fucking became like a, especially for the hip hop community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that record because yeah. it kind of was, was in that murder she wrote lane. That yeah. was like before mm-hmm. that. Another record that always reminded me of was like when Tony Braxton put the one one out with with Bad Cobra. It was right. all around the. Right, you know, that was Slum. Stuff that, Slum did that. Slum did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Slum is it, was, it was like nasty. it was, it just fucked my head up because it was before I really heard blends, yeah, which is like you know, mashups or whatever. So, hearing those vocals and that melody on like that rhythm sped up, yep, and then be danceable, I was yeah. like, yo, this shit is crazy. Right. Is that well, you know, candy, another one yeah. I did that was real good with American Girl that lived in my neighborhood and she could sing like Ke- crazy. Makita, Ke- 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 that's what that's and what we did. The, yeah, I had the, the, the rhythm called the Arms House rhythm, was like I little pieces of the fucking murder she wrote in it but it was a different rhythm and I just said yo sing fucking Mary J Real Love yeah, yeah that's that's a, you did that's Real right, Love too right, yeah, I didn't know real you did talk, that one as well yeah. Shorty fucking killed that song and then all them songs yeah. were playing then I had Major Mackerel on the rhythm there comes your rhythm thing now Junior Demas uh, Major Mackerel some other a Simpleton wow I, I, I was just gonna add we were talking about this earlier and I said I wonder if he did Real Love too <laughs> because it was that, it was at that time, that era, yeah, that especially era. that era, eighties, early night. Well, even from the seventies, mm-hmm. reggae artists were always singing over American music, soul yeah. music, whatever, pop music, whatever, country music, and it was still working up until, I guess, late. I don't know when to stop, but we don't do it no more, yeah. you know. But it was working then. And I you, mean, you could get a record like because the American people would play it and start DJing it because it's something they could follow. Familiar, yeah, exactly. Like song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just saying because I was like that shit fucked my whole head up when I heard those two records. I'm like, yo, I'm definitely playing this shit. You know what I loved about that? <laughs> you know whole, what I mean? That this, this the whole, especially having your own label. It's your own investment. It's your own grind. And if you believe in it, then you just put your money up. And mm-hmm. you press your records. It wasn't like today where you can make a fucking record on your laptop and just email it out. You fucking had to have your, you know, when I had my in-house studio and it was like a like a co-op project building, I had a eighteen thousand dollar board, an Allen Heath analog board. Me and Salam <laughs> went and bought that. You know what I'm saying? He came with me, and then I spent twenty thousand 
on a two-inch 24-track machine. Would you get a Studer or something? Oh, no, a two, uh, Atari two. MX-80. Oh. And then, you know, you'd have to get it wired. It was a process oh. making yeah, a record, yeah. you know, and unless you just paid for studio time. So there was a, it was a labor of love. And then, obviously, you know, when it came to soundproofing and all that shit, I don't fucking know about no soundproofing. Right. The mic in the kitchen, man. Unplug the refrigerator. Milk might go back, but fuck it. <laughs> Yo, we're making this record. And then fucking... You know, a lot of artists' voice there. Every everybody was in my apartment back then. Every all them reggae artists that we mentioned earlier. Everybody was either voicing dub plates for the Master B sound or fucking voicing a record. Was you still living in Best Time? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the apartment. Mm -hmm. Same so everything, everything was recorded in there, pretty much. No, unless I went to Jamaica, but I mixed it. Like when I did Jerry the Damage, the mic was in the kitchen. Crazy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Everything Shit. after 91, basically, or 92, was done there wow. for like 10 years. And then I was either doing it there or in Jamaica. What year was the the uh, NYC Badman album? 94, maybe 94. I mean, Bob Scucci was, a, was big Reverend for me. Badu, that, I just saw him Reverend the other Badu, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Louis Rankin on there. Who was, who's Louis Rankin? Typewriter. Of course, but who's right. Louis Rankin from the DMX movie? Oh, oh, yeah. Original Badman Bob McClary. What was his name in the movie? Yeah. Lennox. What was it? No, was it? No, no, what was it? Was it Lennox? Lennox. 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 Was it? Well, that Louis Rankin was on that. Shaggy was on that. Red Fox was on that. Junior Demas. All the New York cats. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jamaica, I was wondering, like being white, did you have to get like, you know, approved or like... Was it tough? You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, you know, wherever you go, you have to pay your dues. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this goes back to like, if you can't deal with certain pressures then the game ain't for you right? mm -hmm. you know because let's just be real to be a black man in america is far greater than maybe me just going to kingston even though kingston's hood right you understand what i'm yeah. saying because we know what this country's built on we know the racism we know the history of it we know this mm -hmm. every fucking this the this the fuckery with the economics and everything and this the hypocrisy yeah. with the police and everything so you know living in the hood being part you know being part of the community i just certain things you deal with i mean you know just like i'm sure you being an asian kid and if you played basketball on a playground you might have they might have gave you some jokes i never played basketball but yeah probably <laughs> but. he's the most uncoordinated person okay but i'm just saying though, you know like this being in the community maybe yeah, yeah. being the only motherfucker that looked like me on the basketball nah, court, I, 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 I definitely i, I used yeah, to get fucked with I've been, I've been i've been through my fights and been through my situations yeah, even, yeah. we've been through and then even in the dance hall like and it wasn't even a racial thing it was just like you know shit kicked off and Got did fights any, or did any drama ever happen when you would be out there or spin? Anyone would test oh, no, you and shit? No, no, we, we, I, 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 my man, I'm a, I'm, I don't, like, I don't, I'm not like, I don't get affected by things that I've been in dances that got shot up. Mm -hmm. I've been in dances where people got killed. You know what I'm saying? But I, it's like this because maybe you, you, you know. That's the dance hall, but you experience certain things in in in, in real life, mm -hmm. street life. Yeah, maybe I don't really talk about, but I just I don't let other things affect me. It never bothered me. You know what I'm saying? Been in Jamaica, played in dances, gunshots like rain. I'm appreciating that. <laughs> oh, you said yeah. that in a Mass Appeal interview, your your son conducted right. That the real gunshots are in the songs. No, well, oh, that was the old cassettes, that? but I played in dances in Jamaica outside in the early 90s, whereas you played that right dub plate. You know, dub plate is obviously something that calls your name in the song mm -hmm. by the artist, and you got the rude boys in the back there busting their guns. 
Real shit, real shots. Mm. They busting it as a form of, of like appreciation. appreciation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we've had, we was in situations in Brooklyn where there was fights and occasional couple, you know, gun shoot shootouts and mm-hmm. so forth. Uh, but, you know, everyone, you handle what you have to handle. Yeah, dan- dance hall and punk rock have interesting forms of appreciation. Dance hall, they bust shots, and in punk concerts, they spit at the band if they like that's you. Crazy. They like the band, they spit on oh, the band. I'm like, oh, I, good. I, I would, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's what they did back in the day, like Sex Pistols nah, era and stuff that. like that. There was a lot of that. But it's funny, we played at a dance in one area, more in the countryside of Jamaica, and actually someone was busting shots and one selector got a bullet in his shoulder. Shit. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't calling names and go through all that, but you know, <coughs> shit, shit happened. That's you know? crazy. But like in Brooklyn, I've, like I said, I've seen a lot of different things. And then obviously a couple of times, you know, in dances where, you know, shit got hectic and there was a couple of fights and shoot, you know, my car got shot up already, you know, so forth. Really? Yeah. Shit. How, how was the energy out there? Like when you're spinning out there, it's different. You got to play different shit. You gotta, well, I like, think you wherever know. you go as a DJ, I think you guys know that playing for various crowds, you adjust to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. a hardcore Jamaican crowd, you adjust for that crowd. If you're playing for a Caribbean crowd, it might be a little different. If you're playing for a more of a mainstream mm-hmm. crowd that just wants to hear what they know, you're not like like you're not gonna play a bag of stuff they don't know. Yeah, last mm-hmm. night uh, we you know you you were hopping around from like you know Afrobeat to even to soca any year with soca yeah, and everything amazing. like that. Yeah, well, crazy. yeah, and and that's not even like my main thing, but I'm I, I'm good enough at it where I, it works for wherever I DJ. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. majority of my juggling would be from reggae to dancehall. And then I include other things just to, because especially when you see, say, some American people there uh, that might like EDM or whatever, but then you start working your way into some of the soca stuff and they can follow it because they're the tempo. Right. And they can follow the, the, yeah, yeah, they can follow the drum pattern. Yeah. And then you just kind of hype them up and end with some certain things. Just, you know, it's entertainment. How do you, how do you feel about, uh, I, I have two questions, but one is how do you feel like in mainstream and like pop culture? You know, hip hop has finally become a part of like pop culture. I think hip hop has been part of pop culture for the last what fifteen years, probably yeah, Easy. since like two thousand. Yeah. In the club, yeah, yeah. easily, yeah, yeah. easily, and that's when see, I, 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 when I worked at BLS, and I remember the program director for BLS uh, told me he said, "What's going to be the death of hip hop? Not even the death, but the, the real. This is what he said: the artistic form." would be when the major labels get involved because then you're going to just lose the street element maybe and just the artistic element and because once big business and mainstream America gets involved then it becomes a marketing mm-hmm. it's about marketing yeah. and so forth yeah, yeah. you know from that aspect yeah. so I don't know how true that is or not but you know obviously business is business but don't I, what I was trying to say is that hip hop has been a part of pop culture but sometimes I feel like you know reggae is like a trend It'll come Not in and it'll come fan. out. It goes back to what I told you yeah, earlier. Yeah. It's a foreign fucking music. It's foreign, yeah. It's a foreign music. now. I but mean, for I, mainstream, it, it seems like a trend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Where because like, that's every three, four, five years. You yeah, get yeah. a different set of kids that I are think partying. The way we look at reggaeton, like it's like popping right now. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. Like, But maybe five years from now, it might have like, reggaeton it might go back. been popping for, for yeah. 10, 15 years. They just yeah. took it off a of dancehall. And the thing about it is everybody takes a slice of reggae and dancehall. Right. Yeah. Look at Justin Bieber did Sorry. Well, that's yeah, why yeah. Beyonce, well, look at Beyonce work. All yeah. these people, yeah. they're all taking a slice of it. And, well, how do you and, feel about that? 
I think it's good for the music. I mean, it, some people say, oh, it's negative, it's not real, and rah, rah. but I but think, you think it, it's like appropriation, right? A, little, a form of appropriation. Well, I think that, like any pop artist, mm -hmm. especially a white pop artist, they're gonna take whatever's fucking cool and pimp it. Culture, mm -hmm. culture, Who's the fucking culture. girl? Miley culture, Cyrus was yeah. hip hop, and now she it's, she ran that gamut in something else. It's like, yeah, I'm, you're tired of seeing these birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, no disrespect, but you just like like I understand. But you know, these people are in such powerful places; they're gonna do what they want. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? And it is what it is. It's capitalism. They're gonna take the. It's like Major Lazer, will and and Diplo does I guess incredible work. And he's making a lot of money, and it's like he he will take the best elements of what he feels from dancehall, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. and include it on his EDM track. It's just like when we did a reggae hip hop remix, we took the the, the, the vocal and put it on a hip hop beat to try to get it to a different audience, right. to yeah. accept it. So you know some some people you know may be into major laser, may not be or whatever. I respect their work. You know what I'm saying? I think they do some incredible work. Not everything is for me, but I respect their work. Yeah. Right, right. I have a quick question. When you were on radio, did you have to get clean versions of the reggae songs? Even I tried to, because when my show was really popping for them 20 years in New York, right? Because sometimes you can't understand them saying no, a word. But see, so the thing about being in New them? York, the thing about being in New York is you have a Caribbean community. Mm. So if you have blood clock going through the record, you know, and Ray, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like this, they know what the bad words were and then you're offending the culture. Oh. So therefore, I always try to be conscious of the, the authentic listening audience. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because people grew with us and they're playing our show while they're cooking, excuse me, Sunday dinner. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. not a lot of hip hop DJs let certain things slide or whatever. So it is yeah. what it is, and and that's that's cool. That's up to them. You know, I don't. Wait, wait. I'm not here to, to judge people. What is the significance of blood clot? Basically, bumper clot. Bumper clot. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's it's a it's a nasty word. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So therefore, within the Jamaican it's like a culture, fake or something. Or like, no, no, what? No, it's just uh, really from to my understanding is. From a woman's vagina when she's bleeding. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. blood clot, ras clot, pussy clot, yeah, all that shit. And all you that know, shit. And, all that. <laughs> and it's always said in the context, like, like you're out of your motherfucking mind. Like you must right. be out of your blood clot mind. Yeah. Or something like and that, then also you know? there was words to the point where Caribbean radio shows and even especially in Jamaica, like you couldn't say the word hood. When Shabba had the song Hood Top. Hood Top, yeah, Because yeah. It was he was referring to his, his fucking dick. Oh, You know what I'm saying? Hood Hood Top. Yeah. You know his What is that a reference to, like, uncircumcised? But to me, that would just be creative wordplay. Yeah, exactly. in Jamaica, it ain't happening, fam. It's not flying. It's just like when I released this cartel song, What You Selling, What You Selling, What You Selling. Me selling marijuana upon the corner. Well, up until the other day, I think weeds might be legal now, What? You know, it's legal cats, here, you're good. In, in Jamaica, cats was always smoking it, but I'm saying, like, officially illegal. But we did a radio with it where I took the word marijuana out. Mm -hmm. What you're selling, what you're selling, me sell, you know, upon the corner. Because certain shit ain't flying in Jamaica, especially with the guns. Because especially the gun violence in Jamaica is at, always at a very high. So the censoring is actually yeah. crazier in, in Jamaica. Jamaica. Very much so. Wow. never knew that. Wow. So you, you, yeah, you yeah. can't say, that's how... That's how Fossey Hole came up. I think I don't know who made it up. Sprague yeah. or somebody. 
Frankie Run like your Fosse hole. Frankie Sly yeah. had that record. Yeah. Uh, so, I, like, that's because the cats were saying, yo, bus hole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they came up with that to try uh, to clean it up. But then, then, they, then they, they got hit to that and said, nah, you can't <laughs> say that. Yeah. So yeah. They just got to keep coming fam, up with new slang. Fam, when I come up with my, when I put my records out, man, I send it to Jamey Condes, man. What are you doing? I said, fam, I'm in New York, man. We can say AK 47. Right. You know, I understand pussy all the, you know, fussy all the blood clock can't play, but come on, man. Can I live? Can I live? <laughs> you got to fucking re-edit this shit. <laughs> wait, wait, what's a Ray Ray Ray? Ray Ray, I know, this is like, you know, yeah, you know, like, what's, what's a hip-hop term? You just be like, you know, uh, on and on and on, like. Blah, know, blah. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, But it's like a fucked up way of saying it. Like, Ray Ray Ray, you can't say that in a song. Yeah, no, well, actually, that. Uh, no, no, you can. I was just okay. using that as a term. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, blah blah blah. I was just saying that you, 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 you're going too hard with yo, it. Now. You're reading too far into that. No, yo, you know. I've been to, like yo. I want to break down everything because I would be um. I'd be listening to. You need to get that little dictionary they got out. The, the yeah. dance hall dictionary. I want to hear too. Bobby Connors. Here. Bobby <laughs> Connors can do uh, an audio book of that book. <laughs> audio version. Chapter I was, one. I was wanting to know, like, you know, like, oh, that that chick is a fool, fool, or something like. A no, a fool is a fool, you know. A fool, fool. That's is a fool. That's where I would take it. A fool, fool. F U F U fufu fufu. I thought it was like a know, bad, man. like a hoe or some shit. I don't, I don't calling know. a girl. Well, like, yeah, she, she's, she's a, a fool, fool or whatever, you know. A fufu. You know, uh, oh, well, shit, she's a hoe. She's a hoe. <laughs> man, I don't know, fam. I don't know. I mean, and then we were briefly talking about Bati Man and Bati Boy, and I remember no, you were. I was talking about. <laughs> it. I was. Being, I was curious to know that shit because ask you. I know your daddy ain't endorsing that shit. I don't. I don't really talk to him, but he's, he's gone. But you endorse because because he ain't fucking. He ain't on. He ain't subscribing the, to that with the Batiman stuff like that. But I'm talking about when Soundboy Killing came out. I didn't know what the Which fuck. Which one? You talking about Mega Band? Yeah, yeah but, Mega Band. But that wasn't really say a, about that. There wasn't no? a. That wasn't no. a, 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 a. That kind. That kind of record. No, no, no. Boom, no. boom what, bye bye is what boom, you're thinking. Boom bye bye. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You really fucking up. Well, free bourgeois. It'll be supposed to be free in December. So big up guy, my bourgeois band. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know what I'm saying. I didn't know what that record was, but it was bananas. And then dudes were like, "Yo, we can't play this shit. Yeah. We can't play this record." Well, that's because that that particular community, you know, they they went out and and petitioned, and it's a very rich community. You don't really, you know, uh, that community. So. You know, there's a lot of powerful people within that community you probably don't even realize. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, But Batiman, you know, for those who don't know, is, is basically like, it's like a harsh word for like a gay dude. Right. The F yeah. word, right? Yeah. Uh, and is it, is and, it, it was thrown around a lot more, but is it even, like motherfuckers do not say that shit in Jamaica anymore or they still say that shit? Of course they say it, man. You know what I ain't saying? Who says it? I mean, everyone says it. Come on, it's like fucking people using the N word. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers use it. Yeah. You know, and that's a whole nother dis discussion about like the the, uh, the appropriate place for people to say it or use it. And I just don't feel like anybody in my complexion should be using the word because it's derogatory. And if you have any type of fucking uh, compassion for your fellow man and know where the word comes from, you would not say that word because of this the history of America. Mm -hmm. But now, obviously, with hip hop being so mainstream and people not understanding say about the n-word and understanding the negative history it has in america and then when the hip-hop music goes to europe and to asia and to other parts of the world even in the, in the caribbean or whatever they don't feel that negatively about that word so therefore you have 
French white people or European white people or Asian people and so forth, or people in the Caribbean or whatever that's using the N-word in general conversation mm-hmm. or because they're hearing a rapper say, yo, that's my, you understand what I'm saying? And it's in the song, but they're not really understanding. It's then therefore, you have a whole culture of, of people in America. You know, yeah. and you really can't get be mad at them because, like you said, they don't know that they they don't know the history, the history of you know. It. So therefore, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a catch twenty two. Because then, if you come to America and say it around the wrong set of people or whatever, I'm old enough, yeah. you know, that you yeah. might get checked on it. I got younger yeah. white dudes, or younger even dudes that are light skinned or whatever that might be from the Asian community or the Latin community. If I'm saying sure. everything right, that I just told myself, I just think it's inappropriate for you to say because you're younger, but if you know something is a derogatory term, why endorse it? And that's just maybe me being old school, mm-hmm. but I'd done seen certain things in the streets back in the day that I didn't approve of. Right. You know what I'm saying? Growing up and so forth. So I just, you know, I just, I just don't use that word. It's you weird though, saying? like in New York, because like you would see Puerto Ricans, Dominicans using the N word all the time. It was just like a, a regular thing where everybody. Well, I think it's it, a ca- it's a watch too because there's a lot of people from Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic and certain countries like that that don't even realize that they have African heritage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that their their ancestry it, it could be because people don't realize when you say Spain you say, okay Spain well that's fucking Europe fam. Yeah. yeah. You're, you, you're European as well as well if you look at yourself and trace your history possibly you might have ancestry that, that were maybe original people there or uh have African history, you know. I don't like know have all the answers because there's a set of people that say Africans were here before Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then that's just a whole nother discussion. So I just know a lot of what we're taught in schools, especially when I was in schools, was and it basically set up as an agenda to perpetuate the system and their plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they did not really educate you on the fuckery America does or what American did to the Asian people in the 30s or 40s, mm-hmm. and and, and to yeah. the to, you know to the black man in America. It's almost every race. I mean, exactly. Yeah. We all took a turn. You know, when I go to Europe, <laughs> yeah. when I go to Europe, I mean, I'm there in the 90s in Germany, and, I'm, and a, a Middle Eastern man, a Turkish man, I think, was driving me around. And he said, "Yes, your president is the biggest. This is Bush Senior now. Right. Is the biggest terrorist in the world." If you have any fucking common sense and you see what's going on in the world and you're not fucking Billy Bob from Idaho and you're not fucking blinded by red, white, and blue and you really realize what this country's based on and how it's dealt with people around the world, you might fucking agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You know, so. Yep, yep. That's deep. deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a deep breath. On that one, you know, I could go hard with it, fam. I could take yeah. it back to, to, you know, when I talk, you know, about certain religions and so forth and, and Catholicism and all these things and the brainwashing of, you know, the per- perpetuated lies of what was instilled in people, you know, and, uh, you know, their belief systems, you know, but, you, you know, a lot of feelings get hurt when you go there. Yeah, you know, and how slippery slope. You know, like I even my 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 daughter's mother, you know, her grandma used to live with me, so she died. But uh, African American, by way of maybe ancestry from Bahamas, by way Mm -hmm. of Africa, and I would just say, how do you like you you're you're believing in a, a religious system that was taught to you 
by a slave master. Yeah. How you subscribe to that? Mm -hmm. You know, we would have good discussions. Well, you know, and then certain people they just got to believe, and that's what they believe in. So you just leave it there. You agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even last names, man. Like you look yeah. at, oh, you know, you look at, you mm -hmm. know, Neva or D. I mean, yeah. your last names are, you know. Yeah, mine is definitely <laughs> not my ancestry. <laughs> of Neva, my, Miles. Miles. Well, yeah. Boyd. I mean, Boyd, that sounds yeah. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that was Irish. no, and people, people I'm are not the only bit, Irish here bit, today. Yeah. What, you, what you drinking in the Hennessy with some apple juice? <laughs> You're doing a green tea, you know? That ain't green. <laughs> it's <a> green tea. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, the whole American system, we could, wow, man, it's like, we could, you know, but. We're here to talk about my new weed song with yeah. Cartel. No. <laughs> Good problem. Yeah, I, I saw you on, a, uh, you were using Serato, right, last yeah. night? And you you rather do CDJs or vinyl, or do you have preferences when you do Well, I just think, like in New York, especially when you're playing some real small hole-in-the-wall clubs, yeah. it's just, you don't have to worry about records skipping. Mm -hmm. So you authentic, like, keeping a real turntable list and DJs, hip-hop DJs, yo, I got to have my 1200s, I got to have... T when you're playing in the hood, yeah. like in the the dance hall, in the, in the little crazy. hole in the yeah, wall, yeah. you're glad to have two working CD players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're glad to. And whereas then you don't got to worry about the record skipping. I could play on vinyl. It's not a problem. I, but I you also think it actually... I'm nice like that. Tell us about your vinyl collection. I'm saying about like even... But even for... um, uh, What do you call it? Even for reggae... CDJ is actually more perfect because you can stop start it easier. Yeah, you don't have to you know what skip I mean? in the you ain't gotta, points. You know, hit the back yeah. button and yeah, you yeah. just yeah, rewind. Yeah, you, don't, you, you don't have to hold the record yeah. and let Same it go. Same if you're juggling, you know? it's, you're matching numbers. Man. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. right. You know, you're yeah. just working with the crowd. Right, last, night, last night, he was just, just I, mean, I he felt was, like one full song going. Taking you on a ride, my brother. Yeah, she was amazing. No, I appreciate that, though. Yeah, we hit the plants. Yeah, because sometimes I could get sloppy with the mixing, you know, because he just be like, blood, cloud, yeah, fuck this shit. Run it, run it, run it. You know, but no, Nah, nah, you know it's it, it, you know it's I don't I, I can adjust you know I grew up on turntables family yeah, yeah. whatever you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying I used to what the fuck man carrying the 45 box and I had the dub plate box and dub plates are acetate you know how fucking heavy they are you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. so it's like I don't think I've ever seen an acetate you well, when you come, come to New York on. you yeah. come visit me in my house I'll yeah, show you yeah he's got a couple okay. <laughs> yeah the smell alone I, mean, I, I wish they made that you say in Brooklyn well, I got my house in Jersey now. I'm trying to fucking, you know, move up the ladder. I'm trying to move up the ladder like the Jeffersons. Yeah, right. You know, all the white people came into Brooklyn. I can't afford it no more. They kicked me out. <laughs> say, I'm right? from the original crew, you know, that yeah. didn't get out. Yeah. Now I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm about to say, so. Ben Stein's gender fine. Oh, right? my fucking. Yeah. It's not like it was back it's in the day. It's yeah. a rap, son. It's a Dude, rap. I think the, the most surprising shit is Red Hook. Like, Seeing what happened to Red Hook and well, all this. Yo, one. go to Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Williamsburg is crazy. Oh, yeah. Williams. Williams. Beautiful. Pictures of this Williamsburg shit. looks yeah. like Portland right the, now. The yeah. hippies took yeah. over. Yo, my man, I go to some of them places. I'm like, yo, man. And back in the day, you go up and down like some some like Franklin and Ocean Avenue because we do our own flyers for our own party. We still print the flyers, and it's like, yo. Then you see a fucking Buffy with the bagel shop now. Nah, yeah, that's what, that's what happened in Silver Lake. And, and, and they're not taking flyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they went from like five liquor stores in one block to one in a gelato shop. No, you, like, got, you guys are still making means? flyers? That's yeah. crazy. Right. It's still, still there's still like a, a hand, a word of like. A, well, like, we yeah, we got we got the we got our little street team, but we still do it too. Like you know, we still press it up, and you know, I might do Brooklyn. In, in, in Jersey, Jabo will do the Bronx and Queens, Long Island. 
Yeah. He had all the, all the Caribbean restaurants. That's still big in the community, yeah. in, in that particular community. I remember seeing you, uh, seeing you and uh, Jabba live. Where? I, I, I want to say it was Brooklyn. And Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a battle. And fuck, I cannot remember who it was. Oh, uh, Brooklyn shit. Brooklyn Clash, Clash in Brooklyn. Fuck. It was, it was like hip-hop against reggae. Oh, yeah, a lot of dances like that. What, do you remember one of Yeah. No, we were in a million dances. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I'm just sure we were the best. But no, but, they, but no, there was a... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there was an artist. Fuck. I'm, I'm going to kill myself now. What year man. was this? Think about it. it. took a second. All right, yo, we're going to have to interrupt this episode real quick for a word from our sponsor, um, DJ City. Yes, sir. This episode of Reflections of a DJ Roll Podcast is brought to you by DJ City. DJ City is the world's leading record pool, delivering music to thousands of DJs across the globe. For less than a dollar a day, a buck a day, four quarters a day, you can download exclusive edits, remixes, intros, and other tools to spice up your sets. Their library is updated daily with music direct from the labels. High-quality MP3s, y'all. Customized recommendations and curated charts help you stay up to date with the latest songs and music trends. Whether you need the latest hip-hop, EDM, Latin music, trap remixes, uh, twerk remixes, Mubaton remixes, reggaeton remixes, whatever y'all need, DJ City has you covered. All right, real talk. Me and the fellas always hit DJCity.com. It's the first site we hit up. They always got the music, and they got multiple versions, clean edits, Extended edits, acapellas—they got all. They got everything. They always have it. All right. So take our word for it. Head to djcity.com forward slash digital. Once again, that's djcity.com floor for floor floral. <laughs> Head to djcity.com forward slash digital for more info. All right. That's about as perfect as you gonna get it. I can't. I, maybe 2009, 2010. It was like. Oh man, venue nothing. That it wasn't was, that long ago, either, man. Yeah, I yeah, know. How much weed a, you smoke? Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> my memory is like really no, his bad. Memory's bad. I have to deal with it. How'd you guys all link up? Like being from different parts of the country, we just DJs. We all just DJ here in Vegas. So, I oh, your friends then? I, I yes. Just, Are you all like stuck on certain kind of hip hop or no? Nah, nah. So you play trap and yeah. EDM or anything? We're basically yeah. whores yeah. to whatever the nightclub and the people want. Well, you're just you know? to your crowd. You got to yeah. eat. Just assimilate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you got two or three baby moms. You got to feed your children. How many kids between the four of y'all? None. Zero. None. The fuck blanks are you guys? What the fuck? Pull out game strong is what it is. Not game strong. Pull out game is strong. Pull out game is strong. Yeah. I have a question. Um, you know, now that reggae and dancehall is kind of like kind of in the forefront, do any that's because like, you're younger? It's always been there. It's okay. always come. I was born '89. That's what I'm saying. You're younger. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So, but it's always there's always my first time heard reggae was in uh, Grand Theft Auto. The, when you get in the oh, car, wow. there's a little station. Oh, were you? But that was your Massive station. Massive B Radio. Yeah. That was his station. Yeah, yeah. Was that you? That was his Sir. station. Yeah. So you Thank were the you. first reggae I heard. Thank and you. I would like, get, yeah. So we're driving. That's a lot of my own productions on there too. I was I'm a smart that. businessman. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember See, that. Master B Radio was only right. I put my songs on. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you made a lot of money because that game was. It like was a the good hottest. food. It was a good food. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, keep it real. I would like to do that once a year, but yeah, they got a little nervous. Man, no, it was man. great. I love that, and that was my first. Like, I appreciate the link from Rockstar, and it was a great look. 
Wow, yeah, yeah that was great. My yeah. lawyer actually made that link for me because wow. I'm definitely not the best businessman <laughs> when it comes to. Do you do you have, get hit up for video games at all anymore? No. Nah. Like the NBA 2Ks. Like no, they, they, I never. They never linked me for that. Cause you gotta remember that fucking <coughs> NBA 2K and all that's hip hop and that's that's fucking mainstream America. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's a million people out there that's getting that money. I would love to be on that. <laughs> shit. Now that Grand Theft Auto <laughs> show is crazy. Yeah. For real. Son. Yeah. Bobby, yeah. you big into Caribbean food? Yeah, yeah. I can cook. I steam my fish. But yeah. You know, I, steam I can my cook. Fish. Yeah. I can cook good. Yeah. Pretty curry. good. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty good. My, I mean, but, you know, I'm lazy a lot. I just, you know, call yeah. out and, and so forth, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a spot, I think, in Soho, man. It was so good. Uh, I don't know if it was Lily's. Or yeah, yeah. Miss yeah, Lily's. Miss Lily's. 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 Very fucking expensive, Housed in and... Uh, fucking yeah. juice was expensive, yeah. man. I was like, what the fuck? You got to go to yeah. Brooklyn for some... Well, they, yeah, yeah. 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 Mel, Melvin's yeah. juice box was connected to it. Yeah. Miss Lily's. And then they had the record store that Glazer was involved with. I went there when I heard about this place. Yeah. Fucking six, seven dollars for a juice. I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> go to a bodega and hit a dollar water. Yeah. Eddie, did you did you hit up that one Jamaican spot up here on uh, Flamingo? Tasty, Tasty Island. Yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. go to. Yeah, that's 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 authentic. That's, the that's spot authentic. Right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. Right now? Flamingo yeah. and Rainbow. Is it that it's one? on Flamingo and Rainbow. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, would yeah. just run yeah. out of shit though. Yeah, yeah I go there and be like. I do. Yo, would you have go curry? Do you have this? They're like, nah, we didn't make none today. <laughs> yeah, we gotta call them before you go to make sure you know. Well, they would, yeah. you gotta go yeah, in, the, in the morning. Most, on the most afternoon. standards are gonna go be jerk chicken or uh, stew chicken, even an right, oxtail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, uh, last you, know, night's you gotta get amazing. fish to order. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, that so chicken, man. work with them. That's some Jamaican shit, though, right? Where they would just run out. They would be like, nah, we didn't do it today. Or it didn't happen today. Be glad that Shorty even responded to you. Because I'm sure you've seen the comedians on Instagram if you ever go to a Jamaican restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know? <laughs> oh, for but, real. I mean, they used to sell food out of the kitchen. So one of the spots we, we were talking about last night in Patterson called Zena's, like legendary spot. And uh, they used to have a kitchen down in the basement. Gram Gramps, who used to manage one of the sounds that I played, yeah. just had was selling soup, $2 a cup for soup, right out of the kitchen <laughs> in the club. Word. Man, but I go front, though. You can always find a uh, yard at a Jamaican restaurant, though. Yeah, but that's back to idea. like the mainstream that's going on now. Um, do you get hit up by any of these guys to get like production work, like a Drake? Somebody or? linked me. They had a link with Rihanna, and I sent her some rhythm. But I heard she's been working on this album for two years. And I don't really know her personally. Oh, so. she's doing that for she's doing yeah, a, 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 like a proper reggae, reggae album. album. Dance right. So I don't really know. So she still might um, use your beat. I don't know. I, I done done used them beats already. <laughs> you know what's crazy? No, the, the, for, for work, work <laughs> the, the song "Work" was actually Richie Stevens's label. They and it was they they Vegas, actually it was, looped that. Oh, it was a loop. Yeah, it was okay. a loop. And it was Richie yeah, Stevens, Richie and, Stevens. And Mr. Vegas was involved. I remember there was no, an, there was a, there was an was interview was, with both of them, but it was yeah. on Pot of Gold. Right? It was a Pot, Pot of Gold. gold yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Keep it real, man. It's like I don't really have no manager. A dude that does managing for hip hop cats, a guy named Wild or Whale from out west here in Oregon or somewhere he manages some hip hop cats mm -hmm. and he just linked me because I met a link through him through a kid I know at Atlantic Records and he said yo you know cats got you know they got love for me you know what I'm saying so I just send him my stuff but then I just keep doing my thing yeah. you know because it's like I was really good for like damn near what 92 to, to 2007 or whatever with the records but then go do some personal things, and then when everything really went digital, I kind of fucking fell off the game a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And 
over the last year or two, I really try to, I was putting rhythms out, but then I realized, well, I'm not pressing records. I'm not promoting this shit properly. What do I need to do? You know, then I just started, you know, I linked up with some young boys and da-da-da-da-da. So I started building my, like, a real reggae dancehall uh, DJ list. You know what I'm saying? And sending them to the people around the world and, you know, like, you know, reggae. It was 90,000 people. I got, like, 5,000 people, 6,000, but a lot of cats that are reggae dancehall people. Mm -hmm. So I could send it to them at least and just have my promotions promoted, you know, and then... You know, doing my videos and so forth. So that would lead me up to this part of the thing where I have to promote my things. Uh, that was a joke. Yo, <laughs> so I put out earlier this year the Rude Boy Skank Rhythm with Chopper Chop, Boro Banton, Junior Reed, and Elephant Man. More of a reggae rhythm. I played the one song last night. It's a weed song by Chopper. La 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 la. I feel so high, 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 high. Yeah. Bad rhythm, reggae rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Then I promoted that really hard for six months. Now I just released the Vibes Cartel, What You Selling. It's another, it's a ganja anthem. Really, uh, him alone on the rhythm. And that's a dancehall song. Getting crazy response because the Vibes Cartel fan base online and social media is that of like, a Cardi B type or Nicki Minaj. Not as big, but still very big considering the genre of music mm -hmm. yeah. and then what I'm gonna do I have a next culture rhythm I'm putting out with Agent Sasko aka Assassin Boro Banton King Kong and Chopa Chop Chopa Chop's a young Rasta artist I'm working with out of Jamaica a lot mm -hmm. really trying to give him a bust that rhythm's called Crime Scene uh, but it's a reggae rhythm uh, and his big his song's basically uh, Men I Love Wagwan it's uh, what am I gonna call this shit we don't we don't love uh, we don't we don't love a men don't love. Boy, if I can't remember, you're not going to know. <laughs> but anyway, help him. But we got a video done for it. Yeah. Boro Banton's video's done and so forth. But And, and then really what I'm going to do is, one thing good about not having to press records all the time, like back in the day, is you can repackage your stuff. And my friend of mine from Switzerland, Riga Hempire, he is his own producer and thing, and he does a lot of stuff in Europe. <clears throat> he said, why don't you come out with some type of compilations but do your catalog. Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, that's, yeah, I should do that. And I was really, and I said, I'm going to do like a greatest hits. He said, nah, do something better where you can do something every three months. I said, that's, that's sounds good. And what we're going to do is do maybe a dropping in November, a uh, thing called Massive B, Massive B's Legacy Volume 1. That'd be amazing. Where you do nine cool. songs maybe, and then the 10th one would be the Vibes Cartel, the new song to help promote it. Yeah. You right. know, as the new song. And then maybe in February or January, whatever, release volume two. And then volume three. Because I got a lot of enough songs that even if they weren't big, maybe in Brooklyn or in Jamaica, they're big in Europe or they're big elsewhere. Yeah. How many of your songs or Master B uh, records out there would you say is, is not in the streaming world? I got to talk to my, 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 what do you call it? Pub Publish, publishing, publishing, publishing company? Yeah, yeah. yeah, because he, my friend was telling me, I said, well, there's a probably like 85% of my catalog I maybe never submitted to ASCAP. Oh, what? Wow. Because we just never did paperwork. That's so crazy. It was just, it was just straight, here's your money. Yeah. It's just the one off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hustling. yeah. You know, but then he said, no, well, and he said, I understand because you wouldn't be paying yourself publishing. Yeah, yeah. But he said, with sh my friend said, with streaming, that's different. The streaming sites have to pay you. Right. Yeah. So you have a whole heap of catalog out there that you could probably go collect on. Yeah. So yeah. now, 
you know, and I, I released like over 500 songs. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you know, so there, that would be like, if I was your manager track. or lawyer, I'd be like, yo, that's priority number one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that would take care of that right shit. away. The thing yeah. about it is though, see, like my thing is more like grassroots streets, streets and the label, I never really had a manager. Everything was just me doing it. Right. And yeah. then I was like, if, 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 if I didn't get to stay on top of something, I'm already on to the next thing. Yeah, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. So I'm still now. I'm really working on putting more music out. So I need to sit down with them still though, and just see like I have all this catalog. My digital distributor said they're, they're supposed to be collecting because my catalog, the songs are bootlegged all over the internet right. on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Oh, with people posting track, songs. Yeah. So you're supposed to get pennies off of that shit. Whatever the fuck, you know. So I'm just gonna you know go to them and say, well, here's all my songs. I don't know. Nine, most of these are not sent in. Mm -hmm. Because we just pressed them on vinyl, yeah, you know. Yeah. Now the big ones, obviously, T.O.K. Gaia lead. Uh, that rhythm was big. That, that yes. publishing stuff was, you know, Richie Spice in the streets is yeah. you so cold. That rhythm was submitted mm -hmm. because it was big. I think Boro Banton better than them was submitted. Uh, I don't know some of the other stuff like the Bounty Killer might have been because Suicide Murder back in the day. I don't, like know, the I don't know. I don't know if the Cuscus cuss was because that was a big reggae globally yeah. thing. It didn't go hip hop. Right. Oh, right. It's right, real right. rubber dub. Yep, yep. You yep. know. And well, the Chesedek album I produced should be because I licensed that to VP. But one thing about it, I own all my masters now. Really? Oh, that's I own cool. everything. Wow. Oh, dope. Because I licensed them to some people, like the the the, the guy I lead, but that ten years is up. Uh, the Wanted Rhythm, the Ra Ra Rhythm, that 10 years up, Chesed Excel, 10 years up. So I own all my masters. So it's cool. So you're sitting on the gold mine. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, no, because because yeah. some people had asked me about my catalog, and I just never, and the paperwork they asked me, I couldn't give it to them. Right. Because I don't know. There was no. I don't know, like, you know, what it is. I just know I own it. It's my catalog. It's just labor of love and his work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I give thanks. I made money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All my people around me, Boro Banton has a nice house in Jamaica. He's doing great. Jabba has a, a, a nice house. Jabba does his own thing, obviously. He's yeah. an actor, big promoter, mm -hmm. the whole fucking nine. But my people around me, my core people are living good. And 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 I never wanted to be, I don't I don't want to be considered the boss, your boss. That is a negative connotation to me. You know what I'm saying? We just, I'm just, you know, doing things. You it's know like what I mean? the truest form of independent. Like yeah. you're like really independent. Yeah, yeah and like, I did work for major labels. It's just the fact that maybe I never, I didn't maybe want to too answer. independent, right? Possibly. Yeah. I didn't know because yeah, yeah, definitely. Because one thing I learned, it's good to have education in this business. Mm -hmm. I didn't come from this business, and I don't have education in this business. I just got what I learned but, going through right. the business. So I got maybe street knowledge, and I got I learned how to do certain things. But then when it comes to the digital aspect of this world where we are now, I don't fucking know. I think I just think you're doing a, the world a disservice not having your catalog out there and yeah, just like, like your full yep. catalog out there, like everything. Well, it is on iTunes it and is. it's supposed to be on Spotify. But the thing I realize now, what am I learning about? Spot, what I learned about Spotify is you got to be on playlists. I don't know who these motherfuckers are to put them on play to get my shit to make your own I playlist. Think you no, I did. Well, Title linked me and I, I did some playlists for them, but I just don't nice. really know what they're doing. No, Title, they, I heard they pay a lot. But, yeah, but that, I didn't get, they're not paying me upfront money to make playlists. So what I did though, I tried to, <laughs> I made playlists for them, you know, yeah. certain, certain, uh, I could probably even go in there and, and find out, but certain uh, 
playlist, you know, Summer Juggling 2018. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I'd yeah, include yeah. one or two of my songs or whatever, but then still try to make it uh, a good represent representation of what's going on in the dance hall uh -huh. of songs we're playing. Because we are from the community. We represent the community. So, therefore, we want to fucking be a, a, a good, true representation. Whereas, obviously, you have people that are in these uh, positions of power or making making these playlists but they're not even in the community part of the community and you're looking at like you know your 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 list your list is whack but I don't even listen to them so I don't even know but your list is whack but it's just like you know maybe the people in power need to, to really get to the right people to, to make the right and that's when title reached out yeah, to yeah. me and said yo let's do this mm -hmm. and I'm dope. sure you can find it even with hip hop, with, and there's so many genres of hip hop, I'm sure there's cats out make them out there with playlists, or whatever, and they fucking may not be for you. Right. Yeah. Is a do you have a show right now on High 97? Yeah, it's still 911. The only thing is, a lot, about five years ago, they came to us and said we want you to start playing hip hop in our show. So therefore, we it, it kind of hurt our brand and hurt hurt, hurt our brand to the, the point where, uh, you know, people don't want to listen. To massive be on the radio, Bobby Connors and Job on the radio, and, hear hip -hop. and have to play Drake. They want to hear Drake records. They want to hear reggae. They want to hear two hours of fucking authentic Rich. reggae dance or a little soca, Afro beats or whatever, because they want to lock in because they grew up and they've been following us all these years. Just to the fact that they say, "Yo, boom, at least we got this." Right. You know what I'm saying? But How many years is that now? Oh my god, yeah, twenty like, years, uh, 20, twenty-five right? years. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I was saying Jesus. before, I would sit in my toll booth on Sundays and just wow. listen to. Yeah, so listen to Bobby's like, shows but what happens being was 95, you, you, you being in this business and knowing it's the business of music and business of radio. Radio's in the business of sell advertising. If they come to you and say, "And it's their station," I need you to play this Beyonce record and a Drake record, and whatever do on it. the playlist. You either do it or you can get replaced. So you learn mm -hmm. to adjust. Right. So, so you've been I give thanks for the opportunity still just to be on the radio and to be able to do it. And I work with the system because, like I said, it's not Bobby Condor's radio. It's Hot 97. So you do. You have been incorporating hip-hop into it. Last five years. Uh, I am yeah. fucking Fifi. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You know? I mean, obviously, you know, me and Eva, we're from New York, but we've been living out here in Vegas for like 13 or 15 years. Yeah. So, like, we're out of... Getting all the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we've been out of tune of what's going on all in, like, New York, like, Especially radio Especially New York radio yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, and I think also, though, I have, a, like, a 21-year-old daughter, and she's just like, yo, daddy, man, radio is a little nervous. I'm being, I'm being nice now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they, they're on Spotify. Not even Spotify. They're on SoundCloud. Listening gotcha. to the rappers they want, yeah, yeah. and you YouTube, know, and YouTube and also, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and all, all different things, you know. Like she hit, I'm, I'm, believe me, son, I'm on top of every fucking new hip hop artist. Just having a, a daughter that age, and she likes right. authentic, you know, hip hop. Joy Badass, Kendrick Lamar, and all these type of motherfuckers. Well, Dad, you hear this one, and she even likes, you know, some the weird motherfuckers. So, you know, <laughs> a trippy red. Nose yeah, guys you hear the new drip record. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, do I need it? <laughs> Is it popping? Because if streets? I don't need it to play in the club, because I play hip hop in the club, if I don't need it, I don't need to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But like music, people have, you know, because when you get older, oh, my generation was better. No, not necessarily. No, it's yeah. just that yeah. music is a youth-driven business, and you have to appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah. Not everything yeah. is, that rapper is not making that record for a 40-year-old dude. Mm -hmm. He made that record for his 16-year-old or 20-year-old friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you, you just have to appreciate that and take that for what it is. Yep. 
And I, I do. Because when I go DJ, it's like, you know, if I'm playing and I got to, you know, maybe I can't play a Barrington Levy because they want to hear the Vibes Cartel, the Alkalines, the Movados, and so forth. It is what it is. You move, you, you rock with the crowd. In the 25 years that you've been on the radio, on the air, what is the, the biggest consistent change like that you've seen or, or experienced as radio keeps going? Well, over the last five years, it's been uh, the fact that they made us play hip-hop because before that, we just really didn't follow no radio but, rules. What, but what is that a sign of pretty much? that? That's a sign of basically when they changed the rating system, went from Arbitron to something else, the BBM, I think it's called, or PPM, whatever that rating system is, uh, it's, a diff, it's a different way for capitalism, it's, corporate America to control. It's like uber-specific, right? Capitalism, corporate America to control and to control the airwaves. Right. That's just me being anti-system. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I just feel like because, my man, when we was for them 20 years, 22 years, doing this what we did, they never said nothing to us. And we just talked nonstop on the radio. You don't know, yo, Friday night, you already know Massa be in the Bronx. Right, 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 right. No DJs could really do that other than, other than Funk Flex. But mm -hmm. they did not fuck with us because my ratings at that time was bigger as bigger bigger than flexes jeez you know so the ratings were sick for them two hours and they said whatever the fuck he's doing we don't understand it but don't fuck with him <laughs> that's crazy so what, what, what years was that pretty much from, from the time I started till up until the other day when, when Arbitron went to that other rating system now when that other rating system came then they said well the numbers ain't what they used to be we need you to incorporate some hip hop and I just said well it's your game I'm just playing in it Wow, so damn. I just did it. So, you know, yeah. you just move with the times and, and it is what it is. And that would be my biggest change in radio, aside from obviously having different bosses. and every, But everyone has a, their plan is the, the, the win. They want to win. But a lot of people don't understand that I've never been in radio. Radio is in the business. Not to bust your record. Don't give a fuck about your artists. They're in the business to doing what? Selling advertising. advertising. Selling advertising, because yeah. that's how they stay on. Yeah. Have you ever considered satellite radio? I did, yeah, but they, they when I was working over there at Sirius for a little bit, uh, then they let me go, but that, that music's all programmed. Okay. Oh, wow. It's yeah. all programmed. You just do some voice drops. No shit. Yeah, yeah. it's all programmed. So you don't create the playlist or Not what all. they're going to play? No, it's all programmed. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's all programmed, so... It's all analytics and stuff like that, I right? I guess everything is now, I guess, right? <laughs> and that's the problem is that right. everything's becoming controlled by numbers yeah, yeah. when it's music and, and it shouldn't be that case, Sometimes you know? numbers, numbers do lie. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think in this case, it shouldn't be followed by numbers, yo. It's got to be the art. Well, what happened, what happened was our 97's competitor, Power 105, just took our formula and they did our show and they just do a straight reggae carib show. Oh, wow. Mm. I didn't know that. Don't do it as good as me and Jabba, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 do of course. Who does the reggae over there? I don't know. No, don't <laughs> see Bobby, do you get any, like, set times for, like, Summer Jam? Like, do you? Do you yeah, do yeah. And we flatten Summer Jam. Yeah. Flatten it. And then you do your Let own Let me tell you how the reggae tips show means, started. He, they we it. fucked it up. Yeah. yeah. Flat line. Flat. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mashed the place up. Killed it. <laughs> fucked it up, homie. Yo. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 so long but the big thing in New York was the reggae tip show over about 16 years ago. And, and this, for instance, how that show started was 16 years ago. I went to one of the summer jams with a stack of 45s. Mm -hmm. 
Am I boring you, brother? No, I'm joking. Not at all. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, for <laughs> fucking the stack of forty fives, I just went to the one DJ at the boss. I said, "Yo, listen to me, man. Give me a little ten minutes, man. Y'all motherfuckers been DJing up here all fucking night. Give me ten minutes, man. Flatten up." Fuck that motherfucker up. No shit. Yo, next day, got the call from the boss. Yo, we need to do a reggae show. Mm. And not, not the radio right. show. The they, festival that's when they did the reggae yeah. tip yeah. show yeah. at Hammerstein Ballroom and so forth. And I know you went to one of that motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> oh, hell, yo, I'm this Yeah, was I, I was out here the whole time, man. Just say yes. No. This man. Man. I, I was there, there about right, Yeah, I was there, man. Baby, I was there. You in L.A., don't worry. It was flat. flat that shit. Do you remember what year it was when you first did that? That had to be like, fuck, 16 years ago, right? I think that's Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's the year I moved out here, so we got to yeah, I've been doing it. this grind, son. You know how yeah. we live, son. <laughs> yeah. Word, word. You know, we, you know, you know what we does. <laughs> but now, but did, and did you bring back the truck uh, for Easter? I Park? did. The, I you did, did it the, the West Indian Day Parade truck. I did that massive beat, and Hot ninety seven got involved. That we, me and Jabba, we did it for ten years. And if you want to see what the West Indian Day Parade is and the truck, the massive beat truck, type in Elephant Man. It's a song I produced, but we did a video. Mm. From the like the beginning of the thing to us being on the parkway, and I had Beanie Man, Spice, Sean Paul, every fucking body was on that <sighs> truck. Elephant Man on YouTube. Elephant Man, go there, wave your flags. The wave song is flag. called yeah, Wave Your Flags. flags. Elephant Man, Ooh. just watch that. You've Crazy. never seen nothing Madness. like that before. And I wish one I thing about our truck, we had the hood, which is we had the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the American Cats, everybody, and we had Jamaica. So it was our truck and the Haitian truck. The Haitian truck was sick. That motherfuckers had the crazy following too. The Trini trucks and all that soca trucks were nice and cool and they were pretty with the costumes and the good artists. (laughs) No, no disrespect. And that's the essence of Carnival. You know what I'm saying? But just people fucked with us. Yeah. I did it for 10 years and I just, you know, it just got so expensive. It was running me like, you know, I had a couple sponsors, but it, it still run me 20 G. God damn! You know, like money ain't running like one time. And it's and so saying drugs. I sell again, my you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just and it's all marketing, pretty much, right? That the truck when you go out there. Oh, how many people? How many people on the party? Man, we would fucking get a flatbed, get a driver, get the generator, go to Home Depot, spend fifteen hundred dollars on plywood, yeah, yeah, two by fours, nail up shit, <laughs> pay six, seven thousand to get a sound system on there, and fucking. Wow, right. We're supposed to have 30 people on the truck. We'd have 250. Damn. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch that video. <laughs> You're missing all the fucking slamming in there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional right now. Two by four. Boom. Yo, it's like the Domino's game. It's like the washer and dryer in Long Beach. Right? Yes, son. They was laughing at me for two weeks over that one. This is a real stupid motherfucker from New York, man. <laughs> for real, you, you made two, four days. It took four days for you to mention that. <laughs> I'm thinking you was washing the clothes or something. I didn't know. That was the first thing in my brain was a tremor. No, yeah, yeah, but not not to get on another subject. But they don't have like tremors or earthquakes like that shit in no, Cali but, no yo, more. Yo, let right? me tell you something. You, yeah. Oh, they Cali. Still they, they still shake. Fuck yeah. yeah. Shit's too Sun. But I the was San Andreas fault still moving, bro. <laughs> my man, I was in Japan. Where they had the tsunami. Oh, it gets, yeah. Oh, were you there man. in 2011? No, I went and visited the place. Oh, okay. Sendai. Sendai. Mm-hmm. I went there because I got friends. I toured Japan a lot. And they took me to where it was. And it went in like two miles. A mile, maybe a mile. 
it looked like a fucking atomic bomb hit the place. Wow. The trees, everything's dead. And this Crazy. is like a year after, you yeah. know? And I went there, but then we're back again and we're in a hotel on the 11th floor. And I'm trying to take a nap before the party. And that fucking hotel started shaking. Oh, oh shit. And I call my, the dude with me, Lando, the MC for Massive B, and I'm like, yo, son, did you feel that? <laughs> that 13 <laughs> seconds seemed like three minutes. Wow. Yeah. And I fucking was like, yo, it's a wrap. I'm, it's, it's over. To, this is, I'm behind the <laughs> Yo, my man, I was shook. That shit Whoa. was, that, like, if, even if it was 10 seconds, it seemed like it was, but I feel yeah. like it was 30 seconds. Yeah. And it seemed like it was five yeah, those fucking minutes. Are crazy. My wow. man, and I'm on the 11th floor. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, how? You're like the Jenga thing. Fall, fall Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, fall dude, I ain't going to front. Because yeah, I got big up Japan. I got big up the whole world, man. The whole world show massive be love, man. Are you ever Everybody. surprised at certain places you go, how much love you receive? Or? I was surprised, especially in the 90s. And I realized there's people out there that just love reggae music the way yeah. I do. And, you know, I'm in Italy. I'm in... Switzerland, I'm in France, Finland, Germany, every every yeah, place over yeah. there. Do you ever you know, get a chance? The like I'm obviously like Toronto. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. ever, you ever I used like to do, go up there, caravan and play yeah. up there all the time? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Really. DJ thing is you know changed you know immensely. So you know, but yeah, I just you know I try to move with the times and and, and just stay in the mix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I, I did have a question I wanted to ask. How has like uh, this the transition into the Serato world affected the dance? Because I I've been out here since. What I would say about the, the computer. Yeah. It devalued the DJ. Yes, well, that's a, that's across the board. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We don't get the money we used to get, and DJs that are younger don't have to do the work that we had to do. So therefore, right. there's yeah. more DJs, and right. especially in the dancer world, hip hop world, or whatever. You know, you promoters, especially in the streets, young cats is gonna hire their friends. Mm. Why am I gonna pay this guy a breed of money? I can hire a fucking my homie for, and give him a bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's you funny. Know. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, I think if I get in the studio for a whole month, I'll be a solid DJ and just make a name <laughs> with me and my cousin." <laughs> because Yo, my daughter, my daughter just said, "Dad, down, I'm gonna download Serato uh, uh, sure, uh, yeah. and you know." Yeah, DJ. and then and he well, just fuck it. Everyone else is doing, man. Like, we got all the music. <laughs> and then yeah, right. he, he said, "Yeah, that's the hard part." Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, being a producer is way harder than being a DJ." I think anybody that's a DJ uh, just took the easy, easy way um, into the music world. And I was like, "Yo, I'm about to smack." A lot of shit a lot of times, it's stepping stones for producers. But I, I just stay doing it because I need income. Yeah. You know, mm. reggae music has never been like, it, 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 I've given thanks and I made good money, but it's still like, I still gotta, it's not like I can retire, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's not mainstream America where you get so many other deals, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a, especially as a, a New Yorker, a foreign mm -hmm. sound system. We're not from Kingston, you know what I'm saying? Like Jabba is, but I'm saying, it's like we're still, we live in New York and it's still an alternative music to what mainstream America is. You know, and yeah. you don't get the same opportunities. You get lucky occasionally with the Grand Theft Auto, right? And yeah. so forth, and, you know, so forth. You I mean, do you, do you ever do you ever miss rolling into dances with your dub case and stuff? I mean, aside from the weight and the backbreaking shit, you that know you what I miss? Being me being shit. a record label, I miss that we don't have the records because I was selling records and yeah, I was making yeah, money. Yeah. And I, I and I tell you the truth, I did that till the day I died. If I could have just stayed, oh, I still produced, but produced and this 
That's had that 18 wheeler pull up on, in front of the, my building in Brooklyn or my house, and there's 30,045, you know, and time to distribute. I think that mm. there's a digital market open there for you. You just have to tap into it and learn a different marketing strategy through social media through it because you can push even more records out just because. Could push more fit- out, but the the, the 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 profit value which you're making on each song is next yeah, to nothing. It is. And then yeah, once it gets on, it just gets everywhere. Motherfuckers just trade it and give away. It's not making that much money. But it, but the game. But if you can, but make, the game is touring. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. And because if like if if you like the you put all the songs out, you do one song a week or three two songs a month or whatever you want to do. But you can't promote them that way then. And this is not, you have to understand, yeah. this is still not, it's not like you're putting a record out. Even the best rappers don't put so much music out. You, can, mm-hmm. you still want to tie your brand with something that you're going to promote. Mm-hmm. I just don't put it out and on to the next. You know, I, I may help I know some what you mean. artists. I, know what you mean. I may help some artists and just put it out on the rhythm or whatever, mm-hmm. but I can't make them the priority if they're not the big artist or the big song. Mm-hmm. You know I what, know what you mean. Whereas, like, I just put this Vibes Cartel song out and it's like, I just seen like within a day or two, he had fifty thousand views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like this the impact. Whereas when I put a foundation artist out or a younger artist I'm working with, it, it's not there. You got to put the you got to keep putting the music out and work and do the video and pay people to play your video in Jamaica and pay people to play your song in Jamaica or whatever. It's a, it's a grind. So you have to just know what you're doing, know your pluses and minuses, and see what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think getting your catalog up there would be insane. Just well, like, it, it, like I said, it is on iTunes. But even, I mean, Spotify. No, but I think it might be on Spotify. It's just probably not on nobody, no heavy playlist. If in order to make money, you got to right, be right, on right. Barack Obama's playlist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. someone with, with significance that people say, oh, I'm going to him. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And that's building relationships or whatever. And this, you know, I just was never Mr. Laffy Taffy to go. I'm not the best politician, fam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, not I'm not a rude motherfucker, but I'm right. just like, you know, yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? That's like another yeah. job in itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially with DJs, when you see DJs in the forefront who are who are like socialites like that, that's a major job. Well, you got a lot of socialites that turn DJs, and yeah. this because they're a personality or because they come from a rich family and they can just transfer from one situation to the next because mm-hmm. of their popularity or whatever. And I don't really endorse. I don't really endorse the fuck. It is actually on Spotify. Nice. And what? one of them, ha- he has over a million plays. Which one? Nice. Just a little bit longer. Oh, I remixed that. That's Maxi Priest, right? Uh, Nervous bit. Acid oh, yeah. has over 100,000. Oh. Who? Oh, that's the house shit. music. Yeah, it's a and then, uh, There's two albums. There's, uh, yeah, but my name is on Spotify, and I didn't even put that shit up. That's somebody else did that shit. It said 87 and 92, and it has 11. That's are the you, house music shit I did. Oh, yeah, so are you getting paid off of that? Or I don't even know if I'm getting paid off of that because that deal, you that be deal was done that, right? before streaming was even... That deal was done like in 1999 and or 2000. Green's lit. So that, that guy, Greensleeve? I don't know yeah. if he owns... I don't think he owns the rights to my shit. I'd have to really dig up oh, that contract. Shit. There's a lot of fuckery going on in the streaming world, apparently. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But that was the house crazy. music shit I produced. Oh, and no. I give thanks because, you know, I ate a little food off. It wasn't crazy. There was one that... Uh, that was a German house house music label. Mm. Mad Sick. Mixtape, Bobby Connors, and Massive. No, no, that that's that's they hired 16, me to do that. That was Green Sleeves. Sixty nine tracks, yeah. Yeah, that was they hired me to do that's that. You'd right. have to type in type in like like T O K Gaia Lead or Richie Spice, You'd So Cold, them kind of songs. Yeah. Yo, how is it possible for them to put the songs up there and you have you have no idea and you're not getting Because when we made the deal, like 
and then you made the deal that they 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 could press the record in the CD. Right. When them deals were made, now they were before this existed, so they just took the liberty, probably. Wow. That's like with um De La Soul cool. right now. None of their albums are available for stream. Yeah. The album's from Tommy Boy. Like now, why is that? Sampling too. Sampling, right? yeah, sampling also, and they never signed a deal to stream their music. None of us did. So it was because streaming huh. didn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, oh, fuck, man. That's crazy. Yeah. The De La Soul shit busted my fucking head up, too, man. Because they, they had, is it three albums? All three albums? Not all three. Or, Me, myself. But three of the right? classics, and then the fourth one. Three, three Feet High and Rising, A De La Soul is Dead, uh-huh. and then Balloon St- Mind State. And the fourth one, um, Stakes is High. Stakes is High, yeah. None of those are. You can't, none stream, them. None you of can't them. stream any of them joints. That's a fucking really? shame. Like man. iTunes, nothing? Nope. Jeez. Because the samples, right? Yeah. Because they need what, a different con- a different licensing for the. They need to the pay. They clearance? have to pay more money for the clearance. And they, so they got to work all that shit out. And this Tommy Boy. And then the Tommy Boy is there. They don't want to do that shit no more. Yeah. I got a question for you guys. So you can involve yourself, Edward. Okay, thank you. Uh, Edward. <laughs> thank you, Robert. You were the Dundada here. Uh, <laughs> top three rappers. Oh, that are alive? Every, I don't give a fuck if they're in Mars. Oh. <laughs> I got to go, go wait, with... Wait, wait. What kind of a question three. did you just... You just threw that out there? Yeah, top like, three rappers. I need like a week it. to research. Nah, nah, I'm cool. You're supposed to know that. So I top, top you never change. I'm going to tell you. Give me three, two, one. Um, let that in any particular order. Uh, Jay-Z, Biggie, and Nas. I got Jay Z, Biggie, and Pac. I got Jay-Z. Pac, Nas, Ice Cube. West Coast? How they yeah. do that shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's yeah. your three? I, I love storytellers. So for me, that was like Pac, Nas. Yeah, Pac to me Cube. was. Cube. Just to just tell a story, I could just close my eyes and it takes me there. You know what I mean? To me, today was a Can I give you a four and five? I would like to hear Crooked uh, <laughs> Chick. I have like top threes in different eras because I feel that's like that's what I have to say exactly. Different. Yeah. I I respect that because this is like even choosing. I was waiting for somebody yeah, to say that. Yeah, you said the same thing with the dance hall artists, dance hall yeah. artists yeah. as well as basketball players. Because oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. you know like the if fucking Charlie Hawkins was born today, <laughs> he would be a different player than George he was in the sixties or seventies. Yeah. That's what I have to say. Like Karis yeah. One and Rakim. Yeah, I mean Big Daddy Kane. Right. Would be from that era. Yeah, from that era. Yeah, yeah, eighties. But even for me, so eighties, eighties would be them then. Yes. And your 90s yeah. would be who then? Biggie? Biggie, Biggie. Jay-Z, Pac? and Nas. Oh, Jay-Z and Nas. Yeah, mine yeah. was Pac, Biggie, and Jay-Z. Honestly, my three would stay the same in the era. Okay. okay. Because Just because like you gave the sports re- reference, yeah. I feel like certain artists and athletes, they transcend, transcend eras. Generations. Like LeBron would survive in any era. And that's what, yeah, I'm older, but I, you know like, I, mean? I feel like LeBron would adjust his game to the, like to, to the bully Robinson. game of the 90s. Yeah. Oscar Robinson, you know. Same way. My Greatest base basketball player of all time, Kareem. No, oh, from New York. Oh, from, okay. Who is Earl the Pearl? I, I oh. met Earl the Pearl. That was yeah. my man. But Clyde, no, Walt, Clyde Frazier. Okay. Yep, yep, Come yep, on, yep, son. Yep, yep. <laughs> Two championships, man, and we yep. ain't win shit since. Yep. Willis Reed, Dave yep. the Butcher, uh, Bill Bradley, yep. Earl the Pearl Monroe, Dean Memminger. Dean Memminger, memorize the phone Barnett. book. Dick Barnett. And his brother, and his brother. What Come was his brother's wasn't name? Phil Jackson on that team? Phil Jackson, and I met yeah. Phil Jackson. Was on. Ernie Grunfeld. No, that was after. That's that way was after. after. <laughs> That's way after. But so, yeah, Bobby, man. what are your top three? Who are your top three? Rappers? I didn't hear from him though. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's tough, man. So go eighty. No, do, do your three eighties and your three nineties. I mean, no. I, I would say the the people that affected me that blew my mind. I was like, holy fuck! Like this is insane. Yeah. It would probably be Slick Rick. 
at a certain point. Really fucking storytelling. I never heard no shit like that before. Definitely Nazomatic blew my fucking mind. And then uh, I didn't really appreciate Biggie till maybe Life After Death or maybe till he, he passed. Yeah, where I really appreciate it. I was never into Tupac, man. I mean, I feel like in New York we didn't. I didn't hear him anywhere. And he said that I don't want no problems West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a pass. Give him a pass. I've said I've said that before. Like for some reason, I didn't hear. We didn't hear Tupac at all. Like it was not. After um, Yo, get he used around. to be in New York, son, and yeah, I keep I mean, it real. Tupac used to be in New York, and I'll never forget going to Special K, and I think it was, there was two guys at it on, on 105.9, Special Teddy K and Teddy Special Ted, K, yeah. at a birthday party, and fucking Tupac was there Somebody performing. was telling me this, this shit. This was like 1991 or two, 92, and I yeah. went to that shit, and I saw, I saw I, Pac I think rap. Mark wow. the Spark was telling us about that shit. I wish I, I got a picture, but I didn't, I didn't, there was never a picture, dude. Yeah. No. You know, I never was tracking people back, especially back then. I'm yeah. no for the yeah. picture. Yeah. What about <laughs> for, for the new era? Like, who's your top three? Well, I don't know. I, I keep it real. To me, like, like if you want to take it back in the day, like to me, one of the greatest rep records of all time, uh, with with the with the, with the proper message, and it's a song title is Cool Modi the message. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you listen to the lyrics, lyrical content. Wait, 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 wait. You mean on uh, Melly Mel? The oh, message. Yeah. What did I say? Cool Mo D. Oh, well, then I was gonna say Cool Mo D. Back then was with one of the best rappers. Too. Yeah. Just three. Yeah. But from the new era, you're not. New era, I would uh, like a Kendrick, J. Cole, Joey Badass. Yeah, I don't know, because uh, Kanye West, if you may. I liked Kanye when he did the, the like he did the stuff with Jay Z and stuff. Uh, I'm not really like when he went Great America again or America Great again. He lost <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, so I can't. I fuck think he lost him. a lot of people. Yeah, I can't <laughs> fuck with him. So he's reaching. Yeah, because to me, <laughs> to me, like uh, my next three would be like J Cole, Kanye. And possibly Drake. Yeah, they lyrical cats. But I tell you, I, I rate some of the down south dudes because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people will say real hip-hop. And really, hip-hop is your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be from Texas. You could be from Georgia yeah, or whatever. Montana. You know, like, like I, who I follow on Instagram, and I don't even know his music, but, I, like, I like his energy. His little bozy badass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like a god down south. Yeah, I fucks boozy. with him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boozy badass. And I don't even know all his music. And a lot of times, the down south records come up top north and maybe we just play the ones that are hitting and the party records but like you know if you listen to some of his lyrical shit he bad but no obviously you know I guess like you know New York's always gonna say Biggie and and, 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 and Jay-Z and like I really got more like you like more in, even listening to more in the Pac after his, after he passed mm-hmm. and realized some of the, the great work because I always respected his work as when he did Dear Mama yeah. and Brendan's Got a Baby I think and them yeah. kind of yeah, records yeah, yeah, yeah. like Keep you don't really up. hear too many rappers taking them type of uh, topics and subjects and and, and, and and you know making it a record where a lot of cats are just you know I got my guy kicking the door and Ray 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 right, right. you know what I'm saying so I respected Pac from that aspect and then you know uh you know, then there's certain things I didn't, you know, didn't like what he represented or whatever. But, you know, I don't, yeah, it's a hard, it's a, I asked why I asked you guys, you the rap DJs. Because I even like Andre 3000, but he doesn't have a solo project out. That's crazy. But to yeah. me, he's one of the best MCs. Yeah, he was dope. Yeah, or is dope. He is yeah, dope. yeah, so I, it'd be hard for me because, you know, like I said, I like Biggie, I like Jay Z, I even like, you know, I got like a lot of Tupac stuff. Uh, I like Nas, you know, mm-hmm. I love what the stuff Nas did with Junior Gong. Yeah. I like the thing he did. Oh, they, yeah. had, the the com- they had a compilation yeah. album yeah, a together. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, Oh, they had some fire shit on there, yeah. like some straight boom bap shit. Yeah, yeah. And like yo, 
you know, but I don't. I ain't got the answer, fam. Because I love DMX. I love. Bust I like Rhymes. when he works with Salam. Like <coughs> him, know. Nas, and Salam Remy. Like that shit is crazy to me. The yeah. Dawn song he did. That shit is all nuts yeah, to me. Brave, yeah. all right, yeah. yeah. But even oh, like man. you go back yeah. to DMX. DMX was fire, nasty, yeah. and fucking oh, you yeah. know like even Bust some of Busta's records. And yeah. and one thing about J, uh, uh, fucking Bust and DMX, they'll flatten the stage. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They're performers. But, yeah. No, Busta yeah. still fucking <laughs> drops the stage down. I ain't gonna front. I kept Master B anniversary in the hood in Brooklyn. This build, this hall called Albany Manor, one year, and it was ran. We had a thousand in there. You know, that's like where we brought the sound in. I brought my yeah. own liquor in. You know, I'm selling. Got my shit popping. Mm -hmm. And I had Barrington Levy on the show with the Marco and Barrington and the, them Buster came. Yo. <laughs> no shit. In, in, the, in the dance hall. To have a big rapper like that in the uh -huh. dance hall. Mm -hmm. That was legendary, son. He's Jamaican too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was legendary, son. And wow. he just did that. He spit that line. With that Chris Brown record, right? Go real fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Me now. And then Look of course we now. squeeze oh, in, put your God. eyes, you know, put your hands right. Yeah. 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 You know, Brooklyn was oh, fucking popping. Forget about it. Tapping. <laughs> Flatline. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I catalog and look at Jay Z's career and I look at the albums because I was like looking at all the albums, there are times where like in the beginning I was he was very hood, and then. I thought he was his best at like late nineties. Yeah, <coughs> like hard knock life. I feel like he was just mastering. Like it was just it was like flawless to him. Like yeah. volume two, and then he just kind of like towards the two thousands, like he got a little lost, and you just like some of the albums, and and that's why as a lyricist, I think when I hear like his catalog now, I'm like, yo, he's grown as an artist, dude. Like hearing four forty four, but at the same time, like yeah, as, a, as a human being, he's yeah. changed and grown. But one thing I would like to say. And you guys are from New York. You represent New York. But around the country, they have their own rappers that maybe never got the promotion or the publicity that the New York New York rappers got. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we live in, in the publicity capital of probably the country. As, Especially maybe, the, home of, the home of hip-hop yeah. yeah. in New York. Well, Exactly, and I try to and I try to say that like you go down south, like motherfuckers be like, "Yo, man, that mother, we ain't, his shit don't." You got two records that play down here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not calling no big rappers' names, but yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it just like and and it, it, even with the, with the West Coast got their this set of rappers and so the forth. The Bay Area is like that too. Yeah, exactly. The Bay Area is really big. Like you can go up there and hear, hear radio, and I probably wouldn't know about Half three or four shit, guys yeah. that are on the radio, but they're huge locally. And they can probably sell gold just in the Bay. Those are great cities, though. Yeah, San Francisco, like even when <laughs> you go to York, Miami. But New Yorkers you know? just always have that 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 they like yo, like New York. No, fam, motherfuckers in Birmingham may not give a fuck about your Brooklyn experience because they, <laughs> yeah. they got their own struggles. I yeah, feel like New York yeah. got humble though in the past couple years. They had to. Yeah, I mean, it was to a point when I wanted <laughs> to say to, yeah. about New York sports. I don't know what gives a fuck, but. <laughs> I like, the Yankees. I like the Yankees. Because we suck. No, the Yankees are good. Yankees are in the wild card. They're always talking about the Mecca. Basketball is the Mecca of New York. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about New York from Atlanta or from Mississippi or whatever. They going wherever they getting that money. You see KD left OKC. He didn't even give Phil Jackson a meeting. Yeah. He went to Golden State, son. Wow. So these New York motherfuckers need to come take their head out their ass and realize that motherfuckers... The sun does not go and come down in motherfucking Flatbush Avenue or 42nd Street no more. But there, there is some history to it because for the first time last year, I went to a game in Madison Square Garden. And I, I've been to basketball games all over the country. 
and it was just something about being yeah. in the garden. I ain't gonna lie. There's, like, there's that, that, that garden about, energy, man. There's something it? about going no, to a game that, there. That's man. dope. That's obviously these young players. That are 18 and 23 Don't years old. They are feeling that energy, son. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee, like, it's just, it's something special. That whole shit transcended even in the DJ booth. I remember, like, in the Jet days, like, I'd be, yo, do you have this? We're from New York. I'm like, oh, shit. I wasn't going to play it until you told me you were from New York. You're the fucking, the, the gurus of all things fucking. <laughs> so have, you ever, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? No, but what I would say, what I would say to them, I'd say, really, what part of Jersey are you from? Oh, how did you know, bro? I said, I'm from Jersey. That was a I, big I, I thing. I grew up around people like you. Yo, that was a big thing when I Edgewater. first moved out here to Vegas. Yeah. Motherfuckers would come to the DJ booth and be like, yo, what the fuck? I'm from New York. Like, <laughs> play some New York shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, where you from? Where you from, yeah. you from yeah. in New York? Yeah. And they'd be like, where you from? I'm in, I'd be like, Manhattan. Be like, and they'd be like, Buffalo. Uh, I'm Syracuse. From, I'm from yes, like sir. Jersey, but you know, I've been in New York all the time. They would do that shit. They would just throw that New York shit out no, there. No, but they might yeah. front the like they're from Brooklyn. Well, yeah, you're on Flatbush. Right, yeah. yeah all right, uh, motherfucker. That I goes from the Manhattan Bridge to the fucking other end of Brooklyn. Right. I hear so much. But I'm sure cats be front in LA like y'all from Compton and you know. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Oh, you rounded off like, the nearest from LA. Like, no, y'all, y'all from San Bernardino. I've been. I went upstate New York. I've been in places in Jersey that are as gangster as any other hood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Straight up and down. Oh, Irving, City. North Patterson, some straight gangster ass towns. Newburgh, oh, yeah. New York. Newark. You understand what I'm saying? East, other East towns are smaller towns, but they just as hood as anywhere else. And real talk. You know, a lot of places in America are just as hooded. I don't sleep on no hood. Yeah, fuck. I go to out, if get lost out here, or whatever. I wash my head back wherever I go. It's mm-hmm. it's funny though. You're talking about San Francisco. You go to New York. You go to Miami. You know. You go to L. A. Right. There's a history. There's a musical history in the city. Yeah. And then I've traveled to different cities. Like we just came. <clears throat> we both had a gig in one city. Mm-hmm. There was like no history, and like and there's nothing but young kids in the club. And it's like this new form of Instagram music, where yeah. if the music isn't referenced to some type of social media oh, video meme, it doesn't have any relevance. So what did you play? Head. What did you play that night? I try to think of every song that <laughs> you was saw like, on the gram. Just that was from a gram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, remember like too close to next. Yo. Yeah, like why, why you lying? You lying? Yeah, I'm right. like, oh, they're gonna know that, and I played it. And they knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like Just swag surfing, they yeah. know that, right? Well, so six nine, it, then they must six nine must be. A I mean, yeah, all man. the new shit, but if yeah, it's I not mean, on the who, gram, who's, who's, if it's not an artist that's Instagram exactly. related, they don't they don't know it. But they can They're relate it to a dance, like, oh, related yeah, to a dance, dance. or an Instagram meme, or like yeah. yo yeah, oh, I remember Jesus. this. Like I saw this an Instagram video, yeah. I saw a YouTube oh, video on this shit. Yo, you know what? That's the new That's the new generation of like this Midwest. I was playing at night because I. I have a house in the town in Englewood, New Jersey, with an E. Yeah. And the, the, the lady from the, the, the recreation said, yo, can you come play music? I said, yeah, whatever. You know, so it was in the wintertime a couple years ago in the skating rink. So I said, yeah. And I realized, you know, these kids, they might even be Jamaican or whatever, but they're not really in the dance hall. So I'm playing hip hop. Right. And, and the one white kid came up to me, and I'll never forget, the girl used to work at Hot 97. She said, Bobby, I have a friend. He's my, 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 my friend. He's a rapper. Here's a song on SoundCloud. Listen to it. I said, yo, that shit sound good. Right? Little white kid comes up to me with the ice skates. Yo, you got Panda? I said, blood. I went to work the next day. I said, yo, boo, your shit's going to win. Uh, and that was designer. Wow. Damn. He's from wow. Brooklyn. Yeah, he's from Bed-Stuy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I said, you're going to win with that song. 
And she did. <laughs> I said, because this little fucker <laughs> and it wasn't like it was it was it was it was only a handful of white kids it was predominantly everybody else you know what i'm saying but he just he came up to me because i would try to engage with the kids yo you want to hear a song just come come you know what i'm saying so i'm playing these top 10 rap records you know radio yeah. edits and stuff mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but fuck i'm gonna eat the food play some yeah. music for the kids yeah and that little kid came up to me and said yo you got panda <laughs> i said no but i will <laughs> For real, music's a beautiful wow. thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Damn, <laughs> man. Are you feeling like you've been on the radio 25 years? Do, have you felt that you've lost control? I mean, obviously, you're saying that you have to play hip hop now. At what point do you feel you, the DJ, when you were on the air, you started losing control of what you could play? Well, when they told me. Just that five years ago? Yeah, when they told me what I had, you know, this is what you need to incorporate. So you being a professional, you adapt and you adjust. It's just like if you have a day job and the boss says, well, I need you to do this as opposed to that or whatever, you adjust. You know, and then it's either you, you do it and you do it to your best ability so, you you know, you please the boss and, and then, you know, you can sustain your thing. And you, you adjust because a lot of times I did have different music directors or program directors and they would give me their feel on the, on the situation of this music or the approach or whatever. And then you try to work within their guidelines and still do what you want to do. But that was the first major change. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just, you know, you just, it is what it is. How did you take that as like a sign of things changing? Or? I, was, I, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it was at your, all. Was your first instinct to be like, eh, let, maybe we gotta change platforms, we have to, you know. Maybe Never change platforms, because that's basically what the platform I came from. Yeah. The, the, the clubs and the radio, I didn't know about podcast or trying to do some digital fuckery you know what i'm saying like on 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 youtube or whatever and i just know we always had the streets and and, and that promotion in new york i couldn't pay for that promotion mm-hmm. you know just to be on that radio and hot 97 and the powers you know what i'm saying so i just said well i just got to work with the program and just do what it is it ain't you know it's it's their station you know mm-hmm. and then you give thanks for your opportunity and how long you had your run and, you, and if you're trying to stay in the kool-aid in the game you just you you adapt. It's like me, you know, just adapting with to a party. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. You know, yeah, I got a little tight or whatever. Nah, man, fuck this. We supposed to be a real thing, a real reggae show, or whatever. But it is what it is. You know, you 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 adjust. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, you could be straight. You know, you know, and just be like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. You know. You know, yes. but you got to remember, I keep, you know, that's we, me and Jabba keep that Sunday party and we're on Sundays and come on, man. <laughs> Fire Sundays tonight, Brooklyn, ladies free, 103 Empire. You already know between Flatbush and Bedford, Empire 103, nothing changed. You know, it's loud in there. We got $100 bottles, hook on deck, all right? So you get to promote your parties when you're on your radio? Well, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> we do, but there's one thing also. There's a big cruise that happens. Every, uh, we've been doing every year uh, that I go to. It's called. I know you know about the Jam Rock, but the one a real authentic reggae cruise is called the Love and Harmony Cruise, mm. and that's with Barris Hammond. And this year you're gonna have uh, Sanchez maybe too. No? Uh, well, Sanchez was last year. So uh, who else is on it this year? Romaine Virgo, Cocotee, Barrington Levy, oh, and uh, as well as the Manhattans. Wow. You know, so it's an adult cruise, but uh, it's Love and Harmony cruise. And it's like April 13th to the 18th, 2019. 
you know, yeah. that's, you know, and so forth. But I just wanted to throw that out there in case there's some real reggae fans out wow. there. Yeah. Don't yeah. want to see Barris Hammond, Barrington Levy, Coker wow. T, as well as the Manhattan. So you get boo-boo Legendary. up in there. And, you know, let's yeah. kiss and say goodbye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And get our little grown and sexy on. Yeah. And, you know that's what I'm saying? So that's a four or five days, was that five-day cruise? You know, and then the other artists going to be other dancehall artists, comedians. A lot of things going on, you know. Wow. You know, and then... I'm on Instagram. I would love some Las Vegas followers, man. I know y'all. y'all follow, I know you guys are following all the strippers, so you can tell them to follow me. Bobby Condors with a K, K O N D E R S. I don't stalk, but I follow. <laughs> Bobby Condors. B O B B Y K O N D E R S. Exactly. Yes. I G, Facebook, Twitter. You got that Las Vegas? Got that. Need it, man. I'm recruiting. I'm recruiting. Shotguns. Pop, 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 <laughs> hey, before before we uh, end this podcast or this episode, I, I want to say I just remembered it was Beanie Man. It was you and Jabba and Beanie Man. And I don't know who This it is was the party against. in Brooklyn? This is the party in Brooklyn. The hip hop version right here. That was in Williamsburg, son. It was Williamsburg. That was a fucking one of the magazines doing some, yes. something. And he, yes. and he was supposed to clash in a ring with Diego Calderon. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, shit. That's what it was. On, it was so reggae. I'm older than reggae. you, and I've been smoking weed a lot longer than you. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn. You hit the nail right on the head with that shit because I totally forgot and I was blown away. It was the first time I was like, Beanie Man. I was like, damn. Wow. I didn't realize his catalog and I'm like, damn it. I was like, oh my God. Like, Beanie Man, like an artist since he's been 10 years old. Yeah. I was like, and then yeah. I thought. Yeah. Why the fuck did they put Dago against Bill Calderon? No, they was just trying to make it a fun thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun thing. You guys yeah. murdered it, though. It was complex with somebody, one of them. Yeah, it right? was. One of them. Dude, you murdered it. You and Jabba Come murdered on, it. Son. Oh, you man, forget again? about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you murdered that shit. Do you, yeah, do you yeah. usually, I mean, Jabba wasn't here, but do you usually. No, well, see, Jabba usually works with Chutney now because we have, like, because we're always double booked. And then I usually uh. work with a guy named Lando or another younger youth, you know, from that's in Fire Sunday's AK. But like I said, when the Don linked me, Eddie said, yo, just come out and play some music. I said, Eddie, man, no problem, Eddie. You know, I'm versatile. We make it happen. That shit was talking shit, but, you know, real talk. You know, yeah, make yeah. It come out and show love, and it was fun. It was dope, We're going to do this maybe once a month, man. We get we're, the, we, we're working we on get that. The real, the real weed man involved. <laughs> yeah, we're working <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. Fuck, man. Hey, yo, yeah. Bobby, thank yo, you for no, coming through, First, man. thank yo. you guys for thank taking you. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just for me, we're going to talk shit with y'all. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, this, and bringing me into your world. That's love. I appreciate it. Yeah. Real talk. From L.A. to New York. Respect, Real talk. Oh, man. Incredible. Yeah. Where's Rihanna now? You said Rihanna was going to be here? 